This is Pirate Radio, WGHB Farmville, 1250 and 92.7 FM Greenville, WDLX Washington, 930 and 104.1 FM Washington. Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Sustained effort and violence. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Do we not agree? It can be a total goat rodeo. Was that supposed to be funny? Cool, neat story. A fat, fat, stinky kind of dude that someone thought had a radio voice. What's wrong with my voice? (laughs) Doesn't seem like a real bad guy, but just a bit full of himself and sees himself as a huge radio personality. <laughs> Dominating the East Coast. He deaf looks fat and stinky. Oh. And is an absolute bozo. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Wearing shorts today. Where are my shorts people at? No, no, and no. All right, I'll, I'll go solo. Showing the I, legs. I don't today. trust it. My problem is, is that I, I can't. I, I get cold. <laughs> okay, you can just say that. That's, I get cold. All right, fair enough. Uh yeah, I'm, I'm showing the yams today on a Wednesday. Getting a little cooler. Might have to break out the jacket. The big dog is wearing shorts on a Wednesday. That's what I like to see. All right, we are here on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And make sure you like uh, Pirate Radio on Facebook, and you can watch the show there, or subscribe to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube and watch the show there. And we got a lot of goodies coming up this baseball season on our YouTube page including uh today uh cliff godwin spoke to the media had some big news that we will discuss in mere moments and we'll hear cliff godwin in his own words coming up later on on the program on this wednesday uh so uh we are on facebook and youtube if you'd like to check in as steve hill has already done on facebook he says that is former intern atticus doing a tyler feldman impression so that is a layered impression there all right coming up on today's program the voice jeff charles is hitting the road uh after he talks to us and heading to tampa to see some east carolina basketball on thursday night it'll be pirates and bulls of south florida we'll talk to jeff about that look around the american all of a sudden joey brackets joe lenardi has three american teams in the field that includes Houston. I'm assuming SMU. I didn't see their name, but it said they had three AAC teams. But I did see Memphis has them on the last four in line. Last night, Memphis goes on the road and beats Cincinnati. They've won six in a row. So things getting interesting in the American. The Pirates trying to tack on another win. They have three wins in league play. USF has two wins. USF just played last night. They got blown out at home by Tulane. So, uh, East Carolina trying to take advantage of a struggling team Thursday night. We'll talk to the voice about that and more coming up at around 325. At 4 o'clock, the new play-by-play announcer for ECU Baseball, Scooter Scott Rogers, is going to join us here on the show. 
we will get you ready for the 2022 east carolina baseball pirates and see how scooter's doing a few days ahead of uh, a couple days ahead of calling his first live action for ecu so scooter is here at four uh, also in the four o'clock hour we'll hear what cliff godwin had to say just moments ago as he met with the media we've got a rotation uh for the weekend that we will discuss in mere moments but we'll hear his other comments coming up later on and at five o'clock we'll go pirate radio outdoors and pirate radio criminal intent with bryce williams bryce uh who Ellerby was called for jury duty this week, and Ellerby looked over and saw a big, tall dude, and that dude was Bryce Williams. He was there as well. So can't wait to hear Bryce Williams' story as uh, he had some jury duty earlier this week. So we'll talk about that, the Super Bowl, uh, and more with Bryce Williams in the 5 o'clock hour. All right, we got Shirley Rhodes. We got Chandler Honeycutt. We got C.J. Schaefer here on a wednesday edition of prl how y'all doing what's up clipper what's up Chandler? you give way too much pleasure of saying those mean things about me that we added to the open makes me feel so good you love it i love it i just feed off of it it gives me power (laughs) (laughs) you fat stinky all right uh let's kick off today's rundown you want the good news or the bad news uh, we got to go ahead and get the bad news out. Let's get the bad news out of the way. East Carolina will not send their lefty ace to the mound on Friday night. Uh, why? Because Carson Wisenhunt has been suspended uh, due to violating team rules. He is out one Jeez. weekend. So he's out this weekend. He will make his debut, one would think next weekend in chapel hill against the north carolina tar heels Ooh. interesting Man, so that stinks carson with that news not me yeah not you not okay. you the, right. new, the, the news stinks the news stinks um by the way this had nothing to do with him coming on pirate radio i've already seen Redbeard say that it had <laughs> nothing to do with us uh but hopefully carson will uh be back next weekend ready to go so in his absence, uh, Cliff Godwin unveiled the starting rotation for ECU this weekend against Bryant. And if we'd have gone this offseason and everybody threw in some peanuts and bet on who it would be starting, uh, did you have Garrett Saylor as your starter on Friday night? So the uh, the sinker baller will uh, will throw coming up. On Friday night, uh, Jake Coochmaner, the veteran, will get the ball on Saturday. And then we go from five-year vet to rookie. Right on the scene, the rook, Jake Hunter, who we heard his name mentioned countless times on Monday when I was talking to the players, asking, all right, what young guys that we have not seen yet have stood out? And I guess it was just so fresh on their brains because apparently on Sunday – Cliff Godwin stacked a lineup against the uh, the young gun, Jake Hunter, and said, all right, let's see what you got. And he went four innings With, of scoreless up baseball. And only gave up one hit. One hit. Uh, so Jake Hunter going to get the ball Sunday. Excited about that. Excited to see a, uh, a new and improved Cooch after struggling in 2021. Cooch Maynard gets the ball Friday or Saturday. And then Garrett Saylor, 4 o'clock. Uh, when East Carolina takes on Bryant. Yep. So, so Can't they, wait, especially if you didn't know the news. I mean, people were like, well, where's Wizenhunt? So that's, that stinks. 
once again, the new stinks, not you. You don't stink. But anyway, I mean, we'll see them next week in Chapel Hill, and then Pirates will be at home on that Sunday. So excited that ECU baseball is kicking off this weekend against a very good program in Bryant that we saw just a few years ago in the Charlottesville Regional. So uh, they'll be looking to get some revenge on the Pirates, and it should be a fun weekend out at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Um, trying to keep an eye on the weather for Friday for opening day and uh, opening pitch. Uh, but it should be nice on Saturday and then on Sunday as well. Where is Bryant? I think we looked this up. No, I am looking it up. It's Smithfield, Rhode Island. Well, I wanted you to guess, but that's fine. Smithfield, Rhode Island. You see a lot of these northern teams come down and play some warm, hopefully warm baseball uh, as we uh, look ahead at the weather this week. What's it looking like? It's beautiful today. You're supposed to get some rain Friday. I saw that it was going to be like earlier in the day. And okay. by 4 o'clock, it should be good to go ready so. ready to throw out that first pitch which by the way um we learned from zach agnos earlier this week that his older brother john agnos will be throwing out the first pitch of course um zach's father passing away uh during the off season did you see the patch on the side of the hat yeah while well, cliff godwin was given the the news about carson wisenhunt which stinks uh his head was turned a bit and he's wearing his purple ECU baseball hat. And on the side, it is a, a white patch. And in black, it says Nico, yeah. N-I-K-O, uh, honoring the father of Zach and Jake Agnos. And uh, it looks cool. It looks really nice. Classy, yeah. well done. Yeah, what a great tribute to an unfortunate uh, situation. We saw this last year with Bryant Packard's mom passing away. And they had a tribute on the side of the hat. For her his, initials for her initials yeah. and now this year they're having to do it for uh former pirate jake and current pirate zach agnos's father nico so uh great tribute by the ecu baseball team all right pirate baseball coming up we'll talk about it more with scooter scott rogers coming up four o'clock today right here on pirate radio um coming up later on let's look at the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by Dub buck Dub buck bonnies are hot and the Bonnies are in action tonight. They're big favorites at home against UMass at 7 you need, o'clock. You need to get more uh, Bonnies marks. Shout out to Pirate Radio listener and contributor Robert Matthews, who dropped by the sweet St. Bonaventure shirt. Nice. Just in time for, it the, is sweet. for the tournament run. So, Robert, thanks, man. I'll wear this with pride. going to stink it up. <laughs> get this shirt all smelly get all smelly uh thank you robert appreciate that and uh keep an eye on the bonnies tonight while i'm uh, at aj's at sports trivia i'll be there too um let's see top 25 action tonight game of the night let's go baylor texas tech that's a good one in the big 12 that's coming up nine o'clock tonight on espn2 seton hall yukon 8 30 on cbs sports network in a big east battle Rutgers wins every game at home. Uh, they are underdogs tonight against Illinois. Keep an eye on Rutgers uh, taking on the Fighting Illini tonight at 7 o'clock. Uh, let's see. American action tonight. SMU needs to keep on winning. And right now, uh, they have been able to do that tonight. They are on the road at Temple. So a big game in the American. Last night... I'm about. I'm not done with the Hornets, but I'm about done with the Hornets, man. Hornets, Hornets, Hornets. 
big lead on the road against the Timberwolves, led throughout from basically the second quarter till about two minutes left in the game. They lose their rookie, Anthony Edwards, to an injury. I think he had an ankle sprain, so he was out for uh, most, actually, all of the second half. Uh, the Hornets had a chance to get a big road win last night on, uh, against a team that is seventh in the West. Uh, a very good team, even without Anthony Edwards. You still have D'Angelo De- Russell. They got the feisty Pat Beverly, who last night to me was very annoying. Um, but uh, just last night, you found out he was annoying. I didn't find out last night that he was annoying, but I don't pay attention to him other than when they played the Hornets. So he was annoying last night. But uh, and you're annoying. I'll, you're stinky. Okay. How about right. that? All right, fine. Anyway, but uh, they also have Cat Carl Anthony Towns, and they just found themselves. I knew when it once they sent it to overtime, and shout out to Miles Bridges to send it to overtime. Wish he would have made both of those free throws to let the Hornets get a lead. They only instead, had one beauty. Yeah, only one beauty, and uh, so that tied the ball game. That goes into overtime, and Hornets had no chance. They lost Lamelo early in overtime, so Hornets still on a losing skid. They did win on thursday night last week friday night can't remember but uh yeah hornets need to um get it together and they need to get it together fast the all-star break is coming up soon so hopefully they're able to uh gather themselves and make a run uh post the all-star break more losses without gordon hayward uh continuing to pile up yeah still don't have cody martin as well Jalen McDaniels is a guy that can go in there and, and uh, gives you some more size. So, uh, played against Jalen McDaniels' brother last night, Jaden McDaniels, for the Timberwolves. All right, tonight on TNT, it is not AEW Dynamite. I guess that's moved to TBS. If you turn to TNT tonight, you will see the Carolina Hurricanes play the Florida Panthers. That just seems weird to me. TNT? Yeah, I guess it's part of the new deal. I know ESPN got hockey, but Turner. I guess got some of it as well. So uh, that's just terrible. That's just terrible. Will Barkley and Kenny and Ernie and Shaq be there uh, in Raleigh tonight? PNC Arena, seven thirty. Uh, Panthers taking on the Hurricanes. All right. Uh, also, Chandler, if I told you, we got a great nickname battle going on right now. The Jaspers are up sixty-eight, sixty-two on the Stags with twenty-seven seconds left to go. What teams are playing? The Jaspers um, are beating Manhattan. The, Stag- the Jaspers of Manhattan are beating the Stags of oh, Scottsdale. <laughs> now wait, is this like Scottsdale, Arizona, or where? Where is I don't Sc- know. It's got, it's the Scottsdale Stags? It's the name of a hotel, I believe. <coughs> There's the Hampton, but it's not Hampton. It's, it's not, not Hampton. It's not the Hampton is Inn. It the- Marriott it's, it's Stags. Not the Holiday Inn. It's is not it the that, Marriott. Is it that Hilton Stags? It could it be the Red Roof Stags? No. Is it that Motel 6 Stags? Fairfield. Fairfield. Oh, yeah. By Marriott. Okay. So you were all over it. I was all over it. Manhattan wrapping up a victory over Fairfield on some Wednesday afternoon hoops. All right. Uh, Chandler, we got more Nationals news. Oh, sweet. <laughs> so yesterday... Ryan Zimmerman retired today, um, and I will read into this and say there is another Nationals player who is sick and tired of being a National and is ready to leave. That's uh, that's unfortunate news. And that player is Juan Soto. Yeah, the young Juan Soto. Now, 
not doesn't necessarily mean he wants to get out of there no but he was offered reportedly before uh the lockout a 13 year 350 million dollar extension to remain uh in washington and he turned it down uh looks like he will now uh wait and go to free agency when his time comes he's eligible for for free agency after the 2024 season yeah uh, he adds, you know, all the stuff people say. I still think of Washington as the place where I would like to spend the rest of my career. So we will see. Well, if that's the in case, you qu- would have just signed the contract. Yeah, in, yeah, obviously. But in this quote, it kind of explains the the mindset of Juan Soto and his agent. It says, and I quote: "Yes, they made me off, made me the offer a couple of months ago before the lockout we have in baseball. But right now, me and my agents think the best option is to go year after year and wait for free agency. My agent Scott Boris is in control of that situation. So, um." year to year i hey, guess it is it's out of my hands out of scott, my hands ask scott boris ask my agent yeah so that's uh it's probably not what you want to hear though no especially from uh basically the well the face of the franchise right now i would say he's a young star who has a lot of pop a lot of power uh who i think is a good base for this rebuild and the question i'm trying to think is does he want to be a part of it right so, yeah we've talked about that too right like all they have because they were was it last year where we didn't know who was in their lineup night to night yeah after I, the trade deadline there, and, there was a tweet that i saw it was the nationals lineup in the uh world series and like him and victor robles is the only players left on that uh on that roster right now Did they or in that lineup howie kendrick was he, he howie was, kendrick was there he had a clutch uh yeah. home run in that game seven um yeah so a lot of guys it's kind of like my carolina panthers just a few years ago you had guys like there's that famous picture of yeah. the captains it was cam newton ryan khalil thomas davis greg olson luke keekley charles johnson and all of a sudden all those guys are no longer a part, a part of the team and it's kind of we're starting to see that with the nationals right now so um yeah, I mean, we had Adam Eaton, uh, Cabrera, uh, Howie Kendrick, Ryan Zimmerman, Kurt Suzuki, Jan Gomes, um, Michael uh, Michael A. Taylor, Wilmer Deep. I mean, just a lot of these guys are gone. So, yeah, they're just they're starting to disappear. I mean, there's I feel like we have a lot of great prospects in the in the rebuild. You know, we get that World Series in 2019, and I felt good about Juan Soto being the, like I said earlier, the base of that that rebuild. And now it kind of seems like he doesn't want to be a part of it, and he wants to kind of explore some options to make more money elsewhere and and succeed right away. I'm uh, I'm not freaking out about baseball at this moment. I'm not worried about it either. Too. Like, well, I, I know you aren't because the Nationals are going to stink. Yeah, it, even if I mean because you don't really know the the path that baseball is going to take right now. Right now, there is no. The last thing I saw, there was no movement or you know progression and in, into trying to s- solve this thing. I just so like I'm fine with it. Whatever. Like we got ECU baseball. We got March Madness. Like we've got the build up to the conference tournaments, the NCAA tournament. So if there's no baseball once all that's said and done and they're still going through these talks at that point, I might get worried. But right now we got we got other things to focus on in the world of sports. So if y'all wanna keep arguing, go for it. Fine with me. All right, let's uh, get a break in. When we return, we'll visit with the voice. Jeff Charles will join us before he heads out of town. Doing a Florida swing 
South Florida coming up Saturday. UCF this weekend. Pirates will be on the road for two in the Sunshine State. We'll talk about it with Jeff Charles when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. AJ's has daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Rock on Wednesday nights. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Clip Rock. All righty. Got some great, a lot of football tonight. Also, some hoops, a uh, little baseball. Coming up at 8 o'clock at A.J. McMurphy's. Uh, had a new team come out. We love our, our new teams uh, last week and gave it a shot. So, come on out, see if you can beat the regulars. And uh, either way, you'll have a good time with some great food, great beverages. And uh, we'll have some good games on tonight on the telly. So, looking forward to it. Going to be a fun night, 8 o'clock tonight at A.J.'s. All right, Pirates back in action on the hardwood coming up Thursday night on the road at South Florida. Let's talk about that and more now as we visit with the voice, Jeff Charles. He joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Jeff, how you doing today? Clip, I'm doing great. Getting packed up and getting ready to go on another five-day trip with the Pirates. It seems like we've traveled an awful lot this year, probably not any more than past years, but it sure seems like we've been on the road a lot. And this, uh, this little venture will start at 4.30 this afternoon from Greenville, and a charter flight down to Tampa, USF, tomorrow night at 7. Then the Pirates will get a day off uh, on Friday, going to stay in uh, Tampa on Friday, then bus over to Orlando on Saturday and get ready for the game on Sunday. Now, Sunday's game is an afternoon game. It's a 2 o'clock tip-off against UCF. So two more games coming up, and Cliff, these are very important games for Joe Dooley's ball club. They're 12-12. and 12. And going into uh, this season, I think the goal for everybody was a winning season for the Pirates. And I was just checking the record book here recently, and you realize the Pirates have only had two winning seasons in the last 23 years huh. of basketball. Now, there have been two 500 seasons in those 23 years, but only two winning seasons in the last 23 years. And so that's a big deal. If the Pirates can find a way to have a winning season, and it's still, still all there in front of these guys. I mean, they can still do it, but uh, they're going to have to have a good road trip uh, coming up here in the next few days. Got South Florida on tap, the Bulls. And how about the um, the schedule uh, that they're playing, Jeff? They got a Tuesday-Thursday turnaround. They lost to Tulane last night, and we'll be right back at it against the Pirates uh, coming up Thursday night, 7 o'clock, when ECU and uh, you guys roll in there. Yeah, in fact, I looked at their schedule clip, and they're playing six games in 13 days. Man. So that's an NBA kind of schedule for USF. And, of course, they've had some cancellations and some makeup games that they're putting into that schedule now as well. But maybe the Pirates uh, can catch them a little bit weary.
48-hour turnaround. They didn't have to travel where the Pirates do. So we'll see. These games are usually very close. ECU and USF, this is one of the few schools in this program, on uh, this league, that the Pirates have actually been competitive with uh, down through the years. ECU still does have a losing record against USF, but they are 8-11 and 11 against the Bulls all time. And there have been some very close games in recent years. It's usually an even matchup. It's usually a toss-up kind of game, especially when the Pirates go on the road down there. So uh, that's what I'm expecting on Thursday night, Clip. I think this game could go either way. USF is very offensively challenged. They only average 58 points a game. They only shoot 38% from the field. And they had mass uh, defections from their program last year. And they had some really, really good players in their program last year who have got on to big-time schools. Uh, David Collins, of course, at Clemson. He was in the news for all the wrong reasons last week when he undercut the Duke player, but he's a good player. He was at South Florida. He went to Clemson. Uh, Alexis Yetna is yeah. starting and having a good year at Seton Hall playing in the Big East. Michael Durr, the seven-footer, is at Indiana playing in the Big Ten, and he's a, he's a good player at a seven-footer. And then uh, the little guard they had who was a good player, he's at Akron. Uh, Castaneda, Xavier Castaneda is at uh, Akron, and they're one of the best teams in the MAC, and he's he's starting there. So my point is, they've had really good talent in their program. They've just not been able to keep them like a lot of schools around the country, and so they're kind of starting over now with a whole cast of new characters. Yeah, a sign of the the basketball times. I'm flipping around on a Saturday and land on a Seton Hall game, and there's a big man inside. They keep saying Yetna, and my first thought, Jeff, was, wow, does. Alexis Yetna from uh, South Florida have a brother playing, and I looked it up, and no, that is Alexis Yetna. I had no idea he had landed uh, with the Pirates of Seton Hall, but that's uh, that's the way it is today. Looking around the American, Jeff, big one tonight for SMU because their tournament basically starts now. It, it's, it's already began. We saw them uh, take care of business against East Carolina in the second half, putting on a tremendous shooting display in the second half in Minji's on Saturday. They are on the road tonight, a road favorite at Temple. So SMU uh, trying to keep winning and improve their resume. And I don't, it might be too little too late, Jeff, but how about what Memphis uh, has been able to do? They got another impressive win last night on the road at Cincinnati, but all of a sudden, Penny Hardaway's Tigers have won six in a row. They got a showdown uh, coming up with SMU on the 20th, so uh, that'll be a big game for them. I don't know if they could do enough to improve their resume, but uh, you got some teams coming on late here uh, at the end of this regular season, Jeff. Yeah, that's good to see for the American Athletic Conference, and you're right about Memphis, and Memphis is winning now because they're getting their players healthy and they're getting them back on the floor, and so they've been able to put the W's up, and as we all know, they've got an awful lot of talent going into the tournament in Fort Worth next week. If those guys stay healthy and stay together, you know they're going to be a tough out for I don't care who they're playing. And Houston has come back to the pack a little bit because of those two guys that they lost, those two starters, uh, Tremont Mark and Marcus Sasser, have been out uh, for a long time now. And, you know, they were able, Clip, as you know, to kind of overcome that. But I think it's catching up to them maybe just a little bit now. And so here they are in a dogfight with SMU for first place. And I was really impressed with SMU. They were better than what I thought they were going to be. Sometimes you can watch games on TV, clip, and you get a feel one way or the other. But then when you see a team in person, uh, you feel a different way. And that's the way I felt about SMU. They are so athletic, and they've got good shooters, as you mentioned. They play hard. They play good defense. 
And I was really impressed with SMU. Now, I think they'll have a problem if they do get into the NCAA tournament or even an NIT. I think they're going to have problems with a big team because they're yeah. not very big. But, boy, they are athletic, and there's no question about that. So it's kind of fun now to watch uh, going down the stretch here in the league and, and see who's going to win this thing. Memphis is you know, coming on strong, but they, they struggled you know, throughout most of the year. But, uh, you know, you've got a real dogfight for the top spot. And let's not forget Tulane yeah. and the job that Ron Hunter <laughs> has done at Tulane, Cliff. Here they are at 9-5, and five, and we're talking about Tulane being at 9-5, and five, and we're talking about Ron Hunter just in his third year with the Green Wave, and he has turned that thing around. I would think right now, if I had a vote, I would vote for Ron Hunter as the coach of the year in the league. What he's done down there is really remarkable, and they had two seasons his first two years, they really struggled, but it's come together for him this year. And you have to get lucky sometimes uh, in recruiting or in the transfer portal. And he's got the Jalen and Jalen show. Jalen Cook is a terrific guard, and Jalen Forbes is a terrific wing. And those two guys have really come on along with the big guy inside, Kevin Cross. And they're going to be a tough out for anybody that they play in the tournament next month in uh, in Fort Worth. So we got a lot of great basketball to go. Pirates yeah. 12 and 12 still have a chance to have a winning season clip, and let's see if the guys can finish strong here. Yeah, I, I've said it before. I'm a big Ron Hunter fan. I, I like his theatrics, and he genuinely seems like he's just having a blast living life and, and coaching basketball. And you see him after the games dancing and celebrating with the fans, giving fives. And we talked to Todd Graffinini a couple weeks ago, now the voice of the the uh, New Orleans Pelicans, but uh, ahead of the Tulane game. And he said there's an atmosphere there at Tulane that just has almost never been there or at least hasn't been there in a long time. I saw a stat last night, Jeff. They are in the the Ken Palm rankings top 100 for the first time since 2000. And uh, and, and you called a game there. That When's the last time you remember students showing up and fans showing up to a t- Tulane game like they are this year? Well, it goes back, Cliff, and I think I mentioned it on your show or, or maybe with somebody else. Uh, it goes back to when I would go down there with Virginia Tech in the 80s. Wow. And I remember the first time that I went down there was 1983. And so from 1983 through 1987, there was a string there where Tulane was really good. And I tell people all the time, in fact, I tell the guys on our travel squad uh, about it, and they kind of look at me like I'm crazy, but I said, guys, there was a time when I would go down here, and that gym was packed. You couldn't get another person in there. Tulane was winning basketball games. Uh, Times-Picayune, which is the biggest newspaper in the state of Louisiana, used to have a staff writer that would cover their games home and on the road. Their games were on WWL in New Orleans, a 50,000-watt clear channel station. You could hear Tulane basketball over the eastern half of the country at night. And there was a lot of excitement and enthusiasm about their program. And uh, then, of course, it, it really dropped off, although Perry Clark had some really good teams at Tulane back in the uh, early 90s to mid-90s, and they were pretty good then there, too. But you're looking since that point clip of about, I guess, 20 to 25 years of, of them just kind of floundering along, just like East Carolina has been doing in that same stretch of time. But now, all of a sudden, you know, they've gotten good. They've hired the right coach. He's got a great assistant in Ray McCallum. Ray's been a head coach at three different schools. He's been at Ball State, at Houston, and also at Detroit. And he's uh, he's the top assistant there. He and Ron are really good friends. And they've just found, uh, at least right now, they've just found uh, the way to get this thing clicking. 
And they're such good guys. I pull for them every time that I see them play, with the exception, of course, of when they play East Carolina. But really pull for those guys because that's a tough, tough, hard job. They're really good guys. They've worked extremely hard. And now they're seeing the fruits of their labor pay off. And, you know, Tulane's one of the great stories now, not only in the American, but I think in the country this year. Speaking of uh, packed gyms and a lot of fans, Jeff, and you mentioned Virginia Tech there, I watched the Hokies play Virginia the other night. Jaden Gardner, 15 at halftime, finished the game with 17. They clamped down on him in the second half. And, man, if Castle won't rock him the other night, Jeff, and they kept – it, it's very. I've never been there. Obviously, you've called games there and know a lot about it. It looks kind of odd on TV the way it's so. I don't know. Everything goes up and it's kind of steep looking and uh, whatever it is, that place gets really loud. And, and dang if it won't loud the other night uh, when Virginia was in there. Yeah, and that's why uh, it was so loud the other night. Of course, they have other good crowds, but when I was there, clip because the emotions would run so high between Virginia Tech and Virginia. The two schools never played each other on campus. Oh, wow. The Virginia Tech home game was in Roanoke at the Roanoke Civic Center, and the Virginia home game was in Richmond at the Richmond Coliseum. Wow. So it's only been in recent years that the two teams have been playing on each other's campus. And you're right, as far as Castle Coliseum is concerned, I mean, it's an old barn. It looks like an old barn, a throwback to a different era. But when it was built... I'm thinking it's about 1962, somewhere in there. When it was built, Clip, it was the biggest arena in the state of Virginia, and it was like a show place. Well, that's been, what, about 60 years ago now, yeah. and they have done some improvements to it, but it's still, like I say, it looks like the old Hoosiers high school huge gym, and when it gets rocking, it's a tough, tough place to play. I remember doing games there when Memphis was number one in the country, on two different occasions, and the Hokies beat them in Blacksburg, and uh, it was you know a national story at the time. So, yeah, they've got a great tradition and great history of basketball there, and Mike Young is a terrific coach. They made a great hire when they hired Mike Young. Uh, he came up from Wofford, where he had those really good teams, and they support their program, no doubt, and so they're bringing some excitement now. Back to Virginia Tech, and, and I was glad to see Jaden have a good game. I mean, he's having a really good year. As you know, Cliff, he's having a terrific year at Virginia, and he had 14 rebounds the other night in that game as well. So he had 17 and 14 against the Hokies on the road. They just came up short. And Virginia Tech, by the way, is playing really well now. I think they've won seven in a row. So they're they're another team that's coming on here late. Yeah, these conference tournaments are going to be awesome, Jeff. Uh, I'm looking forward to You can throw the ACC in there, but... Big 12, Big 10, SEC, everything's up for grabs. And, you know, Houston's lost a couple now. Maybe the AAC uh, could be up for grabs as well. And uh, that was pretty interesting to hear. I didn't know it was that heated between Virginia and Virginia Tech. When you're talking about it, it reminded me of uh, Cincinnati and Xavier. It sounds like they, they pretty much get in a fight every year when they play, Jeff. It sounded like one of those type of rivalries. Oh, there's no doubt about that. And, and football's the same way, Cliff. And, Again, before the Internet and before all the exposure of all the television shows and radio talk shows and Internet websites and all, all that kind of stuff, uh, some of the stuff that would go on you wouldn't hear a whole lot about. But believe me, a lot of stuff right. used to go on. I can, I can remember a game in Charlottesville between Virginia Tech and Virginia somewhere in the late 80s, 86, 87, somewhere in there. I have to look it up. Virginia Tech went to Virginia and beat them 48 to nothing in Charlottesville. And the Virginia Tech fans stormed the field and they set fires off 
all over the field Jeez. in Charlottesville. Now, if that happened today, you and I both know what would happen with the coverage of an event like that. But when that happened, everybody just kind of saw it that was there that day and really didn't think any more about it. But, yeah, Virginia Tech fans don't like Virginia fans at all, and the feeling's pretty much mutual. Jeff Charles joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Jeff, great time of the uh, the sports year. I, I miss football already, but I got some spring football on tap. We got free agency, the draft, all that. Of course, ECU baseball getting underway this week, and uh, we've been talking uh, some basketball March Madness right around the corner. So, uh, Pirate Baseball, Jeff, I know uh, you're going to be involved with basketball, and uh, you'll be keeping up with the scores uh, from afar, but it looks like Cliff Godwin's got another great uh, team ready to put on the field this Friday. Yeah, no doubt about it. I know Pirate fans are excited and can't wait for the opener Friday at 4 o'clock. Uh, Brian in town this weekend. So hopefully the Pirates can get off to a, a really good start. And Carson Wisenet's certainly getting a lot of great preseason pub. Uh, good for that guy. And So, yeah, the table's set to have, I think, a really good year this year. And uh, Michigan is going to be coming in, which uh, is going to be fun when Michigan comes to town with Nick Schnabel and company of yeah. uh, Nick was here as a player and as a coach and Eric Backage is the head coach and Eric of course played here that's going to be fun it's going to be a great storyline for the uh, Keith LeClaire Invitational coming up as well and just uh we're just a couple of weeks away from that so yeah a lot of lot to look forward to as far as pirate baseball is concerned it kind of feels like baseball weather today warming up just a little bit so I know everybody's going to be out there this weekend Jeff, the uh, the Bengals were about another score away from maybe putting away the Rams. That Rams defense wouldn't let them do it. And finally, Stafford, Cup, and company put together a drive. Got a little help with a call late, but did cash it in for a touchdown. And then uh, Burrow and the Bengals had another crack at it. And, and Von Miller and Aaron Donald and that defense said no on fourth down. And uh, the Rams win the super bowl it uh i don't know if it was a uh a great game per se it came down to uh the wire so it was a great finish but uh the rams will beat the Bengals in the super bowl what'd you think of the matchup on uh sunday jeff well like you i thought it was a good game uh there was just a part of it clip that even as close as it was and you indicated this at times it seemed kind of ho-hum yeah uh, i don't know why that was you know the crowds in in la are a little bit laid back i don't know if that had something to do with it as well but uh yeah it was a really really good game certainly a lot better than a lot of super bowls and i think when it came down to it you know it's usually the team that just makes a play or two late when a game is that close and matthew stafford is a veteran quarterback who knows how to win games and Burrow, he's going to be great. He's already really, really good, and his potential is just off the charts. But I thought, you know, experience-wise, Stafford certainly had the edge going down the stretch, and he made some plays, and uh, the Bengals just couldn't get that first down when they got to the 50-yard line there late to have a chance to win the game. So it was a really good game clip, and I know people in Cincinnati are thrilled to death that the Bengals have come back after so many bad years. Yeah. And the Rams uh, had, you know, a really good year this year. They've got a lot of stars on that team. So, you know, all in all, I thought the Super Bowl was good this year. Jeff, I uh, talked to Cy Seymour yesterday. He said he was up and dancing uh, when Snoop Dogg and Dre were performing. It might have been sarcastic when he told me that. But uh, I've never asked you, Jeff, were you a West Coast uh, Snoop Dogg Dre guy or were you more uh, East Coast Biggie and uh, Puff Daddy? I've never asked you that, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I flip a coin to find out. <laughs> what did you? What did you make of the uh, the halftime show, Jeff? Was that not really your uh, your speed? 
Yeah, I like it. I really do. I, okay. I like that. And uh, it doesn't bother me a bit. I know it bothers some people. I guess. <laughs> but, you know, after all, what is it? It's music at the halftime of the Super Bowl. So I don't get too jacked up about it either way. But, yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's entertainment. I mean, that's what we're in this business for, Cliff. I mean, a lot of people enjoy it. And then, of course, with the game in L.A., you had all the stars there and, you know, be seen and see people and be seen. So that's all part of what we do. And, you know, I don't lose a lot of sleep about it either way. There you go. Jeff Charles joining us today on the Pirate Radio Live Line Voice. Got to get Vance Jackson shooting. Got to get Tristan Newton involved uh, before the final two minutes of a game. What else do the Pirates need to do to get back in the win column on Thursday night? I think a big key to this one coming up Thursday, Cliff, is going to be box out and keep them off the offensive glass because they're a pretty good offensive rebounding team. The Pirates can't give up second and third shots. Uh, the big guy inside is a load. He's 7 feet, 280 pounds, and uh, he's, uh, he's tough to keep off the glass. So the Pirates are going to have to do a good job with that. And, uh, you know, USF struggling so badly. If you can go out there and punch him in the mouth early, you don't know what they've got left. So I just hope the Pirates can come out and, and play extremely well and not turn it over. And you're right. You know, it's been tough to get that third score this year. You pretty much know what you're going to get, even though Vance Jackson had a bad game against SMU, but he had had such a great stretch of games. You pretty much know what you're going to get with Vance and with Tristan. Now with Brandon Suggs back, he can give you a third score, but the Pirates have, have lacked that third score this year. So let's hope that they can, they can play well. Uh, you know, these games between ECU and USF are usually ugly, low-scoring games. Yeah. And, you know, this one has the potential, I'm afraid, to be another uh, another chapter in this uh, series because neither team's playing really well. Neither team is executing ex- extremely well. But, hey, you get out there and you get an ugly win, that's what it's all about. Maybe the Pirates can get one tomorrow night. Yeah, you'll be a first one to 50 uh, wins it on Thursday night. Jeff, appreciate you joining us today. Have a great call on Thursday, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks a lot, Cliff. Have a good one. Thank you, Voice. There is Jeff Charles joining us. We'll be on the call Thursday night with Michael Perry as the Pirates take on the USF Bulls. We'll take a timeout, come back. Scooter's here. Scott Rogers, play-by-play voice of the East Carolina Baseball Pirates, getting ready for his first game on Friday night. We'll talk to him about that, get you ready for the Pirate baseball season. Also, do we have a football schedule? No? Wait, okay, I've been... Chandler, you told me this now. What do we got? I can't hear you. What is going on? Shirley had it in audition, but anyway... Oh, but throw Shirley under the bus. That's who had it in audition. What's going on? I go tweeted out that there was a from the helm, and athletic director John Gilbert said that the first four games for ECU football will be at home. Okay. So that we know. Yes. Do we know the teams in order? No. We might. It was not in the tweet. You know what? How about just like everything else, I'll do it. I'll figure it out myself. No, we do have the teams. Give me one second here. Thank you, Shirley. Okay. Uh, With the way the schedule falls, this is a quote from John Gilbert. Our expectations is to open the season with four consecutive games at Dowdy Fickley Stadium. State. Yeah, State's first. Old Dominion. Okay. Campbell. And a home AAC game, which Stephen Igo says is likely going to be Navy. Okay. Thank you, Shirley. You're welcome. 
And you're welcome. For, <laughs> you're welcome for bringing it up. All right, Scott. I'm sorry you had to see this. Oh, that's been great. But we're great all you're the only one. That the saw culture it. here is fine, Scott. <laughs> the culture here is fine. As Bruce Allen would say, the culture's damn good around here. All right, we'll take a time out. Come back. Wrap up hour one and talk to Scooter. We're back with you after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 53,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Brock. All righty. Wrapping up hour number one here on the show. Coming up in hour number two, Scott Rogers, the play-by-play voice for ECU Baseball, will join us. In fact, he's joining us now because the early bird gets the worm. Uh, If you ain't early, you're late. So, Scooter, you're here. Good to see you, man. How you doing? Doing great. How about you, Clip? Doing good. Uh, If this was uh, any year previous to this, you'd be getting ready for the weekend, maybe working some pa working the uh scoreboard maybe hanging out in the jungle but you got like a big boy job now yeah yeah a little different of uh (laughs) preparing on opening week this year Uh, a little bit of uh filling out some charts getting a lot of stats from last year and uh stuff i wouldn't have done for the 2021 season (laughs) well how much do you know about bryant uh, I know they have a player who played in the Little League World Series in 2015. And that's that, about it. <laughs> I like that. There's a great stat for uh, for the folks out there. Uh, we will uh, discuss this baseball team with Scooter. Of course, you were out there earlier this afternoon, Scott, when we learned that Carson Wisenhunt uh, will not be pitching this weekend, suspended for the weekend. Uh, hopefully, we'll see him next weekend, next Friday, perhaps, against North Carolina. But that means Garrett Saylor, Jake Kuchmaner, and this young guy I've been hearing a lot about, Jake Hunter, going to be the rotation this weekend. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about Jake Hunter. Um, Cliff said that he really, last Sunday, apparently had a really good day at their scrimmage. Um, but it's exciting to see the young talent coming into this program and uh, just shows what Coach Godwin builds here and how he really kind of reloads every year instead of rebuilds. Scott, are there any other guys you've been able to see, whether it be in the fall or or here leading up to it, or that you've heard about from inside the program that are newcomers that we could see on the field this weekend? Anybody come to mind? Uh, The other name I've heard a lot of good things about, really two names, pitching-wise, I've heard a lot of good things about Merritt Baker, um, which Coach Godwin said today that he's been a little banged up lately. Uh, so not sure if he'd be able to go this weekend or not. And then Ryan McChrystal, I've heard a lot of good mm-hmm. things about him at catcher. Um, and that's a position that, you know, <clears throat> that's going to have a new face back there other than Ben Newton. Um, so I'm really excited to see who's going to be our, who's going to be that catcher this year, um, which, you know, catching is really one of the most important positions on the field. So it's going to be interesting to see. And we know how weather is. We're, we're going to have some doubleheaders. There's not going to be any built-in four-game series this year, so that's a good thing. But it sounds like East Carolina's deep at that catcher position, and when you get into 
conference tournaments, those rainy doubleheader weekends, anytime you're playing a lot of games in a short amount of time, it's important to have uh, depth there. It sounds like the Pirates have that this year. Yeah, and they have. A, it appears they have a lot of depth, not only at catcher, but at a lot of positions. Right. Um, you know, Coach Godwin's mentioned this is probably one of the most talented uh, rosters he's coached since he's been at East Carolina, and you know, looking looking at them on paper, you know, I have to agree with him. There's a lot of lot of young guys that are on this roster that are not not going to play a lot early, but could definitely step in at any time and take over when needed. Scott Rogers joining us. Uh, let's take a break. We'll uh, hang out through the break and get you back on at four o'clock and break down the. 2022 Pirates and uh, get Scott's thoughts as we head into another ECU baseball season. All right, let's take a time out. We'll come back and have more for you on Pirate Radio Live after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back to let's head back in. I'd like to buy a valve. Let's just head back into the show. Here's Cliff. All right, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, CJ Schaefer producing today's program. We'll hear what Cliff Godwin had to say earlier today as he met with the media one final time before East Carolina throws out the first pitch coming up friday four o'clock against brian we'll be watching that one during the show i guess on friday uh our edition of pirate radio live and my guest to my left will be calling the action all season long for east carolina baseball scott rogers you uh probably know scooter he has been on this program he's been on a watch along with us before what was that for the uh it was a conference tournament yeah it didn't go well yeah that was the conference tournament game against ucf where we didn't shoot a we didn't make a three until the second half and then earlier this year uh scooter was an it was in but had a medical emergency and we tried to win one for scooter and we almost did uh close loss to oklahoma but uh you've been a guest here on pirate radio and uh like chandler said off the air we were pumped when we heard that you were going to get the gig so uh we're happy for you i know you're uh you're fired up ready to go like any nerve is it excitement or nerves what is it right now probably a little bit of both uh i think most of the nerves will set in probably about 3 30 when we're 15 minutes from airtime <laughs> but uh but i'm very excited you know i can't thank learfield enough for choosing me for this and uh can't wait for friday and as far as experience goes you, you've done a ton I'll, and you know what scooter if you're going to be a legend first thing you need to do is surround yourselves with legends and you rub elbows with wine guards and rv and marvin jarman like you and you're going to be hanging out with coach o you surround yourself with legends that's a good move on right and anytime anytime you have marvin jarman on your resume that's a good sign <laughs> that's right there, top of the resume but uh as far as your experience goes though calling games you know you've done a ton what all have you done uh started doing pa work with little league here in greenville uh then in the 2020 season when covid first hit we started streaming all of our games did a lot on there with that and uh that was awesome by the way it was um and we've continued to broadcast the game since then just because everybody loved it and it's been a great great asset to have for little league 
uh did done a lot of announcing work with jh rose for football and basketball over there and then also done a lot of pa work with east carolina for basketball baseball softball and lacrosse hmm. all right no volleyball actually yes volleyball as well <laughs> when they get you they get you for everything you're going to do a little bit of everything uh so yeah you got that part done. and you're a pirate we talked about it uh when you first got the job we, we uh, had you on the phone that day you went you remember your first game at clark leclerc uh but you if not in a working capacity have been to probably just about every baseball game unless you were working some other job uh since you were a kid right pretty much yeah you know i did early early on in the season i would pretty much make it every single game and then once little league started uh the midweek friday saturday games were tough to make but i would always try to make at least one game a series during little league season but uh like you said going back to first first east carolina game i remember going to was my mom's best friend's son was playing for campbell and they were playing east carolina and that's when they played here that's the first memory i have of going to an ecu game i think that was around the 2005 five area so i was five five years old when that happened <laughs> and uh and here we are today uh, i talked to your broadcast partner coach o yesterday and uh when we got done i was saying you know scooter's fired up he's gonna be he's gonna do his best and, and coach o said you know what clip he's a pirate and that's an important thing so uh coach o's ready to go that's uh that's got to be pretty cool right i mean he's like a legendary figure in ecu baseball and uh you're gonna be rubbing elbows with him absolutely and i've known coach o for a while with working working the scores table at basketball games um and he's he's a super guy to be around um cares so much about this university and cares cares so much about everybody he comes into contact with as well and uh to be this close with him is is really an honor uh, you will be talking to Cliff Godwin. I remember Corey used to talk to him before every game. That's a lot better than talking to him after games. So that, but are you nervous about your uh, your one on ones with Cliff? Uh, you never you never know what kind of mood he's in. Right? Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say I'm nervous, um, <laughs> but uh, maybe a little intimidated. Cliff is a Coach Godwin is a uh, intimidating individual. He is, and now he doesn't have Ronnie or. Uh, mark Lindsay to go after so he's got to find somebody or tyler philpin <laughs> yeah, well that's uh, the big bullseye right there <laughs> so uh who's it gonna be who's gonna take it out on this year i don't know it could be cj if he's doing some stuff yeah i think it's gonna be cj this year uh but man uh looking forward to the season coming up on friday garrett sailor getting the ball for the pirates it was announced earlier today that sailor cooch Maynard, and the young jake hunter will be the rotation carson wisenhunt will not pitch this weekend not a, a health deal, but uh, sounds like a disciplinary issue. But uh, hopefully we'll see him back on the mound next Friday when the Pirates take on the Tar Heels. So Garrett Saylor, Cooch Maynard, Hunter. Uh, how about Garrett Saylor, and uh, and what do you expect to see from him on Friday? Uh, Saylor's a kid who has really worked his entire career at East Carolina for this point, and I think it shows how good of a pitcher he is to get this Friday nod uh, with Wizen Hunt being out. But going back to Wizen Hunt being out, you know, I don't think this is something where – pirate nation should you know go after him at all i think they should respect coach godwin's decision on this and it also shows that coach godwin is not holding him to a different standard as well with his talent ability to hold him to a different standard than anybody else on the roster um it's like he said today he said if you got he told the players that if they had a problem with this then they need to turn in their uniform uh today but uh excited to see what garrett's got friday and uh 
excited to see Cooch as always on Saturday and really really excited to see Jake Hunter on Sunday. Yeah. There are so many great things about him. Uh, and to have a young, really a true freshman arm going on Sunday shows a lot about him. We think we know that the Pirates are going to have a really good 2022. And it, it, it's kind of hard to judge, you know, just how good they'll be compared to everybody else because there are a million schools out there. And honestly, I, I don't have the scouting reports on them scooters. But how about as far as East Carolina in the conference, they're going to be picked at the top. Uh, you've got those midweek series with some really good, and not just the ACC teams, but Coach O was saying Campbell, I think Virginia Tech. Uh, you got some really good teams that are on the, the non-conference schedule. So, you know, how do you think the Pirates stack up with their competition this upcoming season? It's definitely a tough schedule. Like you just said, looking at that schedule, you know, conference-wise, you got your Tulane, who's always going to be good. You got your UCF, who's always going to be competitive. Really, everybody in our conference is going to be competitive. Uh, non-conference-wise, you know, Camp, we play Campbell on Tuesday. Campbell's always good and has really been a really good program the past few years. Uh, but talk about that Virginia Tech trip. Uh, it's I think it's Tuesday, Virginia Tech, Wednesday, Radford, back-to-back. Um, I'm really excited for that trip. You know, we I don't ever remember us playing Virginia Tech in baseball at all, um, which I've heard seen pictures of their stadium. Really excited to make the trip there. Uh, but it, it it's really is a very tough schedule that they've got this year. And, and Coach Goblin has even said this is probably the toughest schedule he's faced as East Carolina's head coach. Keith LeClaire Classic looks great, too. A couple of uh, Big Ten teams rolling in. Hard to think of Maryland as one, but we're getting used to it now, I guess. Indiana State, Michigan, and Maryland. That uh, Michigan, Saturday, March 5th, 430. That's going to be a special game with the former Pirates on the Wolverine side of things uh, taking on east carolina uh, be a lot of 23s uh around during that game for the uh leclerc classic scott yep and uh that's gonna be a very cool game and obviously you have that aspect of the game but playing michigan as a program you know that obviously just a few years ago they were a national championship game yeah um it shows like i said how he builds this program playing those teams but uh really a stacked leclerc classic obviously maryland was just here last year and was in the regional final against us and uh it shows the competition that he brings on the schedule scooter uh I, I, I bring this up maybe once the season begins i'll stop mentioning this but norby you know gavin pitching wise bridges and colmore pitching wise franny cadell just looking at the offensive guys there norby franny cadell that's a lot of numbers to make up for so who are the pirates relying on uh, in your opinion to make up for some of those numbers you obviously got Josh Moylan returning him. Uh, Josh, when I first saw him uh, at a scrimmage, he's he's really turned his body good. Um, he slimmed up a little bit, it looked like. Excited to see what he's going to do. Uh, obviously, you got Zach Agnos at third base, too, who had a lot of offensive production, too. And, you know, we return, from my perspective, we return a lot of talent, and it's young, which is good. Um but it, it, with it being young, the future years for this program, they still got time to build. Um, you know, there's a lot of sophomores on that infield that have played three years, but we got them for so much longer. It's excited to see the future of this program and what it could be as well. Yeah, and I'm not saying there's going to be a guy we're not expecting that that's going to hit 420 and 15 home runs. But you know, Connor Norby wasn't always Connor Norby. I mean, his freshman year. He got a few at-bats, had a low batting average, talked about it with us that he had a come-to-Jesus meeting with Cliff Godwin, and we started to see it that shortened year where he was hitting 400, 
thought it might have been kind of fluky and then he came out last year and proved it wasn't so all these guys develop get better and and we're going to be sitting here three four months from now saying wow i did not see player x having this kind of year it's going to be one of those guys just hard to pinpoint who it's going to be right and i think that's uh you know that's the case honestly with every program in the country you're always going to have that one breakout guy uh from a team but uh you know it's exciting to see that it's good to have this conversation because we're trying to find a guy that is and there's so many to pick from right. on this roster could be world could be agnos moylan like you said uh makarevich is another one um that could have that breakout year every time i start listing off names uh somebody will say well don't forget about riley johnson like there's always another guy right so uh and you mentioned the depth earlier it's going to be a lot of fun to see late in games we'll, we'll have defensive substitutions pinch runners cliff godwin uh does not mind mixing it up whether it be a lineup whether it be how he uses his pitchers and certainly late in games we'll see a lot of subs so uh he's uh it's fun to watch an ecu baseball game because a lot of different stuff's going on at all times yep and uh you know that's it's great for like i said for him to be able to do that having this much depth but uh it shows how good those guys that are on the bench are because he can put them in in those late game situations and know that they'll do a great job scott rogers hanging out we'll uh let's take another time out we'll come back spend another 10 15 minutes or so with scooter and uh talk more pirate baseball we'll be back with you on pirate radio live here on a wednesday back with you after this This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Villa Verde on 10th Street and Villa Verde Dose by the hospital are open for you serving unique and healthy dishes from the Dominican Republic. Order online at myvillaverde.com or the Villa Verde app. You can order a family meal that feeds six to seven people. They'll have it ready for curbside pickup today. Whether it's dine-in or takeout, Villa Verde is a platform for good. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All righty, back with you here. Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Scooter, let me get my, uh, as we learned yes, uh, Monday, I'm a horrible interviewer. So I just use the same questions over and over again. So, um, Scooter, how? first of all, sorry, Clip, how is it going for you so far, uh, uh, having to sit through this terrible I- interview? I think it's going great. Thank okay, you. okay. See, everybody's so polite to my face. Just wait till Scooter leaves the room. Scooter, you have played baseball. Uh, you have also been a part of uh, – you've seen millions of players being introduced to the plate. What would, what would be or what has been in the past your walk-up song to the dish? Wow. If I had to pick – Yeah, what you got? Man. Just if I had to pick a funny one, it would be Careless Whisper. <laughs> oh, that is your yeah. – when we think Scooter and music, Scooter After Dark. That's right. But is that something you want to walk up to the plate with? Does that get you jacked up? No. It might get in the pitcher's head. Yeah. There you go. You got to get the pitcher's head. Uh, I'm not sure what my actual walk-up song would be. I don't have to think on that. How about uh, your Super Bowl halftime show, if uh, Scooter owned the Super Bowl? Alive or dead, any genre, any act, who would you want to see live? I don't know. It was pretty good Sunday. (laughs) Were you? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
That's another tough one. Scooter, come on. You're give me something. some curveballs. I was coming here to talk ECU baseball, not Super Bowl halftime shows. All right. Look, hey, that's a good answer. Don't take this crap from me. <laughs> come back at me. Well done. Chandler likes it. Terrible interviewer. <laughs> I mean, this is just terrible. He's not smelly. Scooter, I will say just, that. Just hey, get up and leave. You hear that? That you don't, you're not smelly? Yeah. I, I'm not smelly. Chandler, can you help me out? Do you have a question? I need to take a 20. Nah, I'm good. Out. This is this is nah, your show. Nah, help me out, Chandler. This, this, is, this is your show. Look, yeah, you ain't got nothing either. Smelly. Right. <laughs> uh, do you have any favorite uh, play-by-play voices? Ah, uh, play-by-play voice. My favorite one in Major League Baseball would, with me being a big Braves fan, would be Ben Ingram. Mm-hmm. Uh, love listening to their broadcast. I'm the guy who, uh, on MLB TV, I cut off the tv announcers and put them in the background i like it um be, being around brian weingarts a lot uh the detroit tigers <laughs> broadcasters have uh enjoyed the like but uh you know jeff charles is up there too love listening to jeff um you know really growing up listening to him i have to put him at the top of the list uh, with him being here so long and you know jeff's one of those guys that you know kind of got me into wanting to be an announcer just listening to him for so long when i was younger yeah, I, and by the way, I'm like you with the Braves. I got the um, the baseball, what's it called, MLB, MLB TV, TV, but it's like just the radio version. Mm-hmm. So I'll just have it on my phone as I'm walking around the house doing stuff, listening to it. And also with Corey, I would get the TuneIn, Varsity, whatever you guys are mm-hmm. on now. And uh, I'll probably listen to that more than i watch the actual road game. So I'll be uh, tuned in with the critiquing ear on you this year now one thing you're scooter you're not Corey, and that's a good thing nobody should be Corey. hello the one oh the one oh thank you Corey. <laughs> hello hello uh one thing he did which was awesome is interact with the fans now scooter you want to make sure you're calling the game doing your job but at some point do you want to uh incorporate that keep that going uh, i plan on incorporating it this friday with good. twitter yeah. um and we had a little tweet go out from the Pirate Sports Network account yesterday. Uh, got some cool behind-the-scenes stuff planned for the Pirate Sports Network Twitter okay. account throughout the season. So make sure you follow us on Twitter. Uh, I think everybody's really going to enjoy the stuff that we got planned for this season. Good deal. I love the uh, where are folks listening from. Uh, just sending Corey random stuff. Uh, so uh, Scooter is a he's a funny guy uh intelligent so uh i think uh you'll be fun to interact with as well yep looking forward to it uh love this love to see where people are listening from uh and also just see how far pirate nation is out there on the airwaves it's uh it's international so uh that'll be fun coming up on friday scooter how about uh you still i saw you uh, a video of you doing pa for jh rose which sounded really good where are we at with uh, the basketball season? When, when did the playoffs start? The Rampants wrapped up their season last night, and the seeding for the state playoffs will come out on Saturday, I believe. Oh, good. We'll get to see a lot of coaches and Brian North get upset about the brackets and stuff. I think that's more for football, maybe. Uh, but it's always an adventure putting these brackets together, it seems like. It is. We were talking about it, Rose, last week. We saw a projection. Uh, South Brunswick was playing first flight in the first round and we looked it up that is a four hour and 40 minute trip from south brunswick to first flight and that's in a car that is not on a activity (laughs) bus where's uh so i know brunswick where's first flight first flight is kill devil hills 
holy moly okay yeah that's uh that's not good so uh are the ram are my vikings going to be playing postseason basketball they should be uh with them being one of only two teams in the 4a portion of that conference they will pretty much always make the playoffs what was that a slide well you don't have to give them a slide you could just say yeah clip they're in it (laughs) well they gave it to the rampants a few weeks ago over in hollywood so uh they they got a really good team um you know rose they split with rose this year um they'll be a fun team to watch in the playoffs as well looking forward to uh to following that we'll uh we get some of the coaches on here on pirate radio live and uh talk some postseason basketball so uh what about you mentioned you've done all this stuff with little league in the past are you gonna have to is that gonna have to take a back seat to your play-by-play duties now i would guess it is uh i've worked it out where i think i'll be able to work about 15 days with little league throughout the regular season and uh definitely will be right there with the little league softball world series this summer um and any basically once east carolina gets done i'll be right back down to elm street park doing my thing down there but uh i joke with everybody i said hopefully i'll be in omaha when the uh city championship rolls around this year that would be awesome scooter uh and yeah softball world series so last year you were unable to get you know the fan involvement that you wanted right but hopefully this year uh that'll change i hope so um we're pretty much planning on it being a normal year um you know we have not heard an official word or anything like that sure but uh and also international teams didn't come last year right correct and we're planning on having international teams this year which there'll be four four of those coming um and our our format switches a little bit this year we go from pool play to a, a modified double elimination format this year so the schedule i think we have a little bit less playing days this year um but uh definitely with that new format and bringing the international teams in it's going to be a exciting time at elm street park in august and by the way uh for folks that don't know scooter is still a student that's right at east carolina yep i'm a junior uh i'm a communication major and minor in in sports studies yeah, like what you go to school so you can land your job. Like you have your job. Maybe you should be teaching a class, not going to class. <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely different. Uh, <laughs> having this job, and you know, when I when I was offered a job, I, you know, I had to get with my professors and say, hey, you know, this is the possibility. Yeah. Um, you know, would I be able to get out of class and get excused absences and that sort of thing? And they were like, yeah, you know, you cannot, you can't turn this opportunity down at there your you age know. and where you're at. Do you have uh, planned home run calls or anything? Or are you like just off the cuff? Uh, I think it's going to be kind of off the cuff. Yeah. Um, I've got I've got something in the back of my head for pirate victories, kind of my tagline. But, nice. Uh, okay. But we're going we're going to wait and debut that the first pirate W, which will hopefully happen this Friday. Uh, speaking of uh, our old friend Tyler Feldman, I was looking at some videos today, ECU baseball stuff, and. I guess uh, Feldman tweeted out last year, ECU walks it off on opening day for the second straight year. So two years in a row, the Pirates have won in walk-off fashion. Did not realize that. If it's three in a row, it's going to make for an exciting first broadcast for Friday night. I am. uh, Looking forward to a great broadcast. Uh, Hopefully no problems, which... You can't control that with radio equipment, as you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and hopefully the rain holds off. You're looking at the forecast today. I think it might be out of here by about ten, eleven o'clock in the morning. I was a little worried earlier in the week. I was like, "This is my luck. If we're gonna have a dang doubleheader, the first time I have a broadcast, I have to call eighteen <laughs> innings in one day." But uh, hopefully the weather cooperates, uh, equipment cooperates, and hopefully we get a pirate W to 
put the icing on the cake yeah get your fill-in talk ready too for like rain delays and, and delays like that uh go ahead and get some topics down you can if you got coach o there you can bounce some baseball stuff off him absolutely maybe we'll talk about some major league baseball problems these days i don't think there's any Jeez. of those going on in the world yeah right uh like i said earlier i'm not super worried about that right now i'm gonna let them figure out whatever crap they got going on because we got pirate baseball we got ncaa tournament coming up soon that's awesome now if that stuff ends and there's no major league baseball i'm gonna have a problem mm-hmm. we're gonna be it's gonna be sad time if i can't make my annual trip to truest park in early september i'm not gonna be happy yeah i just saw a tweet about how uh chipper jones was upset with the offer the braves gave freddie freeman i, I Freddie may not be coming back it, it it would drive me crazy if they don't I, it makes zero him. sense it makes zero sense um I saw a tweet earlier that Juan Soto turned down like a $325 billion deal from the Nationals. I was like, good Lord. Nobody wants to play for the Nationals. That's true, too. Yeah. But uh, if if the Braves don't re-sign Freddie Freeman, I will be a very disappointed man. I am hyped to see the return of Acuna and the, uh, the World Series champions back on the field. Excited to see the Greenville Regional champions back on the field coming up this Friday. East Carolina and Bryant going at it. Scott Rogers will be on the call. Scott will let you save the rest of your voice and uh, get ready for the weekend. Thanks for hanging out with us, man, and we'll uh, keep in touch, talk with you uh, throughout the baseball season. Thank you, Clip. Looking forward to it. Yes, sir. Scott Rogers, Scooter, joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. When we return, we'll hear what Cliff Godwin had to say just an hour or so ago as he met with the media one final time before beginning the season on Friday. That's on the way when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. You work hard for your money, and at Carolina Wealth Management, we believe that your money should work hard for you. Do you know if it is? To learn more about your investment portfolio, go to MyCarolinaWealth.com to schedule a free consultation. That's MyCarolinaWealth.com. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. All right. Thanks, Joe. <clears throat> I was reading. Thanks, you ever, thanks Shirley. Sounds you ever good. read? When's the last time y'all read a good book? Uh, when did I graduate high school? Twenty sixteen. I read a I read a book two months ago actually. What'd you read? Um, it's called Untamed. Hmm. The life of Shirley Rhodes. <laughs> Untamed. <laughs> the the uh, biography. No. Um, what was your favorite book you read in school, Chandler? Let's see. Um, probably Tom Sawyer. Today's Tom Sawyer. Um, I liked The Outsiders. I liked. To oh. Kill a Mockingbird was good. Of course, To Kill a Mocking To To Kill To Kill a Mockingbird. To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, Lord, I liked War of the Worlds. I never really read that. Now War is that the of uh, the worlds? They turned it into a movie. Is that the same thing, or is that different? 
Yeah, it well it was a it was well do you the it's actually an um Orson Welles it was based on a radio show that Orson Welles did. Oh yeah, and yeah. And it yeah, cre- yeah, yeah. it literally created panic. Yeah, yeah. And then they wrote a book about it. Uh and I I read that book. Okay. Uh Lord of the Flies, I think my favorite. Ah, uh, yes. I, uh, yeah. Well, no, I don't think I read the book. I think we watched the movie. <clears throat> my favorite was Children of the Corn. Now that is like a horror movie. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> wow. Uh I was reading uh From the Helm, one of my favorite books. Oh, that's a good book. Oh yeah, good by book. By John Gilbert. Written by John Gilbert actually sounds like a short famous and author. sweet. Well that sounds like John By uh, John Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> New York Times bestseller. He does all the books about who's the guy that does the ones with the, Sparks. the North Carolina Nicholas Sparks. Nicholas Sparks. With a Ford by John Gilbert. John Gilbert. Two lovers meet on the sea. But one already has a lover. ECU's first four football games and will be a, at home. It's his lover's brother. But the brother didn't know that the cousin was the family dog. <laughs> Tell me you wouldn't read that book. I don't even I'm know. I'm all over that. If I had my hands on it right now, I'd be reading the hell out of it. It is a page turner. Quick read. Ah, uh, here's what I was reading. There's no better place to be this weekend than the Grady White Boats Athletic Campus. Why, you may ask? Why is that? Because baseball, softball, and lacs are all in action. Wow. The first time at home since 2022. It's a full boat. Amanda Moore uh, got the Pirates off to a good start, a 13-4 dub at Radford last week. So we got live lacrosse coming up against winthrop friday at five we got softball going on all weekend as the wink and the pirates will be taking on colgate Rutgers, and wagner as part of the pirate clash and then of course baseball bryant in town for a three-game set friday at four saturday at two sunday at one all right uh john gilbert in this from the helm says the 2022 football schedule will be released this week with conference dates and game designations. Well, today's Wednesday. It is Wednesday. So we're saying, I'm going to say tomorrow. Tomorrow. I'm going to say tomorrow. No way he does this on a Friday. It's going to be tomorrow. Now, who is he? He's not doing it. It's they. They, whoever. <laughs> All right. Um, he says, with the way our schedule falls, our expectation is to open the season with four consecutive games at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. We know NC State is the opener. We got Old Dominion on the 10th, Campbell on the 17th, and then the conference slate will begin September 24th at home. I remember Igo and I looking at dates, uh, putting the puzzle together, and we said that uh, that Navy game, we said it might not be that day because that would mean four straight home games to open the season for ECU, but uh, it appears that could be the case, Navy being the uh, conference opener but we shall see on that that is not set in stone so four straight at home yeah it's kind of weird oh man that makes for a tough back end of the schedule tough jeff it's a tough road trip tough things are starting to get a little cool in the fall yeah yeah so anyway so that means that your last eight games of the season five of them will be on the road for the pirates now is this a seven home road five year 
All right, good deal, Chandler. Seven home games this year for ECU. Okay, so not as bad. If it was six and six, then yeah. All right, well, I'll take it. So there you go. There's the update from one John Gilbert, our favorite novelist, writer. By Chan- John Gilbert. If you could write a book, Chandler, what would it be about? I don't know why people say I'm a bad interviewer. These are great questions. It- I guess they're great questions, but man, they just throw you off guard, and you, it makes you think. And I don't like to think. Now I'm trying to think about what I would write about if I was an author. If you had to really? write, yeah, write a fiction book. What are you into? Hmm. You into sci-fi? You into time travel? You into murder mystery? You into lust? Lust. When you're you're talking about <laughs> when you're talking about books? Yeah, yeah. I I love I love um. I get a romance novel. Oh God, no! Um, I actually I don't like horror movies. I don't like scary movies, but I absolutely love Stephen King books. I'll read them all day long, and I've read a ton of them. But um, I, I don't like the movies. Okay. Um, and there's one in particular that he actually wrote under a different name, but it's called The Black House. John Gilbert. No, no, no. Mm. Stephen King. Yeah, what was uh, the he, name? The name of the author? Yeah. Oh, I can't remember right off the top of my head. But it was an assumed name, but he wrote it. It's called The Black House. It is the single most twisted book I've ever read in my life, and I loved it. So what, was it Joseph Buttcheeks? <laughs> Sorry. Sad. That's, I need to stay in my damn, lane. Damn, dude. Are I, you serious? I, I, Stay in my lane. You hung a hard Jesus. left on that one. I read um, the Hunger Games because Loved them. the movies were about to come out. Yep. And my stepdaughter and wife had read it. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm not a teenage girl, but you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. And it was awesome. I oh, loved I love that it. book. Um, I read all of the Harry Potter books. That is not my genre, that's not something I normally read. But my. Uh, oldest nephew at the time was just a kid and he was he was beginning he was really into the books so to kind of bond with him i started reading them then i got hooked on them and i have the whole set loved them why do we bring this up oh yeah chandler what's your book about um i'll probably go with this young boy who (laughs) oh boy this young boy who grew up a big he had this dream school he always wanted to go to this school okay and he got into this school all right and he always had a dream of playing football at that school. And he tried to walk on, and he didn't make it. Uh-huh. But his second dream was So this getting is a into story about perseverance. Yeah. Exactly. And there's probably a and love his, interest and some lust along the way. Lust. And, but, a, and a case yeah, of mistaken excuse identity. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> so he doesn't make the football team. He tried to walk on, and he didn't make it. But his second dream... Let's get into the sports talk radio business. No. He interns at this local radio station for four and a half years. <laughs> and then nobody up, knows but his nobody name. But nobody knows his name. But nobody knows the guy's name. Once and again, that's fine. story of perseverance. So the boy gets the job at the local radio station, and uh, that's the end. Boy, what a uh, dramatic twist there. And it's called... Chad that's the name of the book chad yes oh, that's not bad it's just called. simply chad chad snap decision Ooh, mm-hmm. i like it i mm-hmm. kind of want it to be kind of like a rudy type thing 
Well, I'm not carrying you out of here on my shoulders. Shirley gets injured <laughs> during a show, and he steps up as lead producer and uh, and makes the play. No, I'll just walk in and take my pirate radio <clears throat> hat off, lay it down on Troy's desk. Pirate radio. Listener, I'm not producing uh, this show without Chandler. Pirate radio listener Steve Hill was uh, he was uh, at Barnes and Nobles forever. Uh, he says Peter Peter May the Black House. Yes. I, I, I believe that's it. But, yeah, it was an assumed author's name. So a lot of people didn't realize that it was actually Stephen King that wrote that book, but it was insanely twisted. People forget. All right, let's hear what Cliff Godwin had to say earlier today as he met with the media, media, media one final time before the Pirates take the field on Friday. Here's the Q&A with Coach Godwin. All right, Coach, this team ready to go? Uh, we got two more days of practice, so we got good weather. Um, excited for two more days, and then we'll be ready to go on Friday. Have you got a rotation set for, for this weekend? I do. Uh, Garrett Saylor will go on Friday. Cooch will go on Saturday. And then Jake Hunter, a freshman, will go on Sunday. Was, was not status? Uh, he will not pitch this weekend. Uh, violation of a team rule. And so he will not pitch. How long is that going on for? Uh, I don't know. So. Obviously – big spot for Garrett so I think it'll be maybe a second or third career start just what do you tell him going into that just pitch like he's been pitching for the past I guess eight months um, you know coach Knight and him have worked hard on his sinker and he was our best starting pitcher in the fall and has continued on being that uh, in the early preseason how about hitting the ball you guys been playing scrimmages you're feeling good with the way they're they're hitting the ball right now uh, we got a lot of different lineups we can put out there. Uh, I think I said on media day, we can go really defensive. We can go really offensive. We can go somewhere in between. But uh, I think our guys have done a good job, and they're ready to go. Not to give any, way, any secrets, but what kind of offense do you look at with Brian, I guess? Um, for us, like our, yeah, for our I mean, offensive, I have not looked at their – I know who their rotation is. They're throwing a righty on Friday, a righty on Saturday, and a lefty on Sunday. It's tough to get a lot of information. Uh, I think the first two guys are transfers um, who pitch at other schools. So we'll get as much information as we can. But early in the season, it's just hard. you got to go out there and kind of bob and weave a little bit. But we want our guys to be aggressive and go out there and you know score as many runs as we can. Is it one of those weekends where you try and get as many guys in as you can to just, like, get some guys on the field? We're going to do everything we can to win the game. So if, if we put nine out there and it's only nine, then no offense, this isn't a little league where you got to play two innings. So uh, I do foresee a lot of guys being able to come off the bench, though, because we are deep. Is it hard to scout these guys that no one's played a game yet and not knowing a lot about them? It is. It is. And, and there's video on stuff. If you're facing a guy that pitched a lot last year, there's a lot of video out there. But uh, there'll be some on these guys, but probably not a ton. You know, I go back to when we played Quinnipiac in uh, the 19 regional. That was as uh, naked as I've ever felt as a coach going into a postseason because it just wasn't a lot of information out there on those guys. Do you have a batting Sorry. order as far as, as what you're thinking right now? You're going to wait for the next two days. To well, I have one written down in my office that you're not going to see. Um, I snuck in there a minute ago. Yeah, Sorry. well, see, it's covered up, so All you right. wouldn't know where it is. Um, but, no, I mean, look, the next two days of practice, I mean, look, rent's due every day. I tell our guys that all the time. So that can determine 
if a guy's playing or if he is not playing or hitting in a certain spot. Does that carry over to the pitchers week to week? Is Can we put too much stock in who starts this week, or could that be totally changed for next weekend? Well, uh, after Sunday scrimmages, you know, Cooch and all the pitchers were out there, and we talked about the starting rotation, and I asked Cooch, I said, in your five years here, the guys that started on opening weekend in the position they did, did that end up being that way at the end of the season? And even in COVID, it didn't. So normally it maneuvers around. I mean, last year uh, Gavin was, of course, hurt to start with and was coming back, but Tyler Smith started on Friday, and all that stuff was jumbled up at the end of the season because, you know, guys pitch well, pitch in different roles, and you figure it out uh, on the fly a little bit. Jake Hunter seems like he's just done a good job of, you know, in the zone this preseason just what have you seen from him well this past weekend he he stuffed it against uh you know what is some of our better hitters so uh i was actually pretty frustrated with our offense but he did a really good job he's pounded the strike zone um and just a very competitive freshman a lot of times sometimes i can get a little nervous out there he has not seemed to get nervous or anything phase him so far our starters this weekend is the pitch count you know pretty low because of where we're at in the season yeah Malcolm they'll all be on pitch counts <laughs> thanks Bailey for bringing that up uh yeah I mean I, I wouldn't say pretty low I mean AK's done a good job of getting their pitch count up but they ain't gonna go out there and throw 100 pitches what's the level of excitement for the season opener out of the guys what are they are they have a little extra pep in the step uh, this week Yes, the weather's been good, so they, they've been out here bouncing around. But, no, they're excited. They're tired of playing each other, so it'll be a good test for us coming up this weekend. As far as the leadoff spot, is that a, a spot that you want to have somebody set in? I know you've messed with it as far as one of your better hitters there in the past. You kind of have an idea of who, who might start there. Got an idea about it, but I'm not real set. You know, I felt pretty confident in it last year and when Bryant Packard was, but I think it'll probably be a, di- a couple different guys early in the season to see what the best fit is for our offense. How are you starting uh, Friday health-wise? Is everybody pretty much in- injury-free at this point, or you got any bangs and uh, bruises? Groves uh, threw a bullpen this week. He was battling a swarm. Uh, Merritt Beaker will throw uh, against hitters uh, actually tomorrow just for one inning. So those two guys from a pitching standpoint were a little bit banged up. And Aiden Edwards, a freshman catcher, uh, his arms been bothering him, but he's coming back as well. But I don't know if he'll be available to catch this weekend. Obviously, with, with the Wizen Hunt out, you know, opportunities for other guys to step up. Is that kind of your, your message to the team? Hey, it's just, you know, one weekend that opportunity is there for everybody? This is no disrespect to Carson Wizen Hunt, but it's the deepest pitching staff that we've ever had here. And I told him if they were scared to play because he wasn't pitching, then turn in their uniform. So I feel very confident with the guys we're going to run out there. Coach, team team rules? Uh, is it something off the field or in just can you elaborate on I'm going to give you the Bill Belichick violation of a team rule, not rules, rule. Singular. Yep. Yep. Has what you've seen in, in the preseason within scrimmages helped back up the, your thought that this is a deep pitching staff? I mean, are they showing that to you right now? They are. And there's a lot of guys that are young guys that are continuing to come, and you can see just flashes of really good stuff and them executing pitches. And like I said, Coach Knight's done a really good job with those pitchers. So I'm excited to see what those guys can do. Um, I guess the, the non-conference season, it looks pretty tough. I mean, what are you expecting to get out of that, and how do you help that, hope that prepares you know, moving forward? Yeah, I've said you know, to you guys at Media Day, I think it's the toughest schedule we've ever had here on paper. But 
you know, you put it together two, three years earlier, so you're really not sure how teams are going to play and how good they're going to be. But I know this, if you don't show up in college baseball these days, you're going you're gonna to lose. So we really focus on ourselves and make sure our guys are prepared and mentally ready to go. And if we do that, then we'll be in pretty good shape. Anything else for Coach? Thanks, Coach. Oh, there you are. Hey, no, you're good. How does it feel being back in front of the fans to open up this season? I know it seems crazy. You know, you forget about um, us opening up with just parents in the stands last year this time, and then uh, you get to the regional and it's full capacity, probably over capacity. It was awesome. So I'm excited. Uh, Bailey and Troy, you know, they thought they were weathermen earlier in the week, so it looks like the weather's going to get out at least by noon. So I think we're going to be in good shape and the temperatures are good. So we need all of Pirate Nation to pack Clark LeClaire. All right, Cliff Godwin uh, there earlier today with the media uh, talking pirate baseball. Once again, the big news today, no Carson Wisenhunt violation of team rule, according to Cliff Godwin, will not pitch this weekend. Uh, We'll have him back hopefully uh, next weekend when the Pirates take on the Tar Heels. Uh, So it'll be Garrett Saylor Friday, Jake Kuchmaner Saturday, and we're all kind of waiting to see and wondering what Jake Hunter will look like when he makes his pitching debut for the pirates on sunday um we'll close out the hour with this stat this is interesting so the stats to consider thank you i i I put out my hot take it's one of those things you throw out and if it happens you like a genius if it doesn't you just don't bring it up again and nobody remembers but my joe burrow is dan marino take burrow's gonna lose in the super bowl we'll check that happened and will never, ever make it back to another Super Bowl again. Mm. And how about this, Chandler? Each of the last 16 quarterbacks to lose in their Super Bowl debut have never, ever, 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 ever. made it back to the big game again. Wow. As a starter. And those quarterbacks are Stan Humphreys. Do you know who he quarterbacked against? Poor Stan. He was in the biggest Super Bowl blowout ever. Got hammered by the Niners. Did you see the? the did neck. you see Dan Marino's tweet to Joe Burrow? That was fake, Charlotte. Fake, oh, was fake, it? Fake, yeah. fake, fake. That was fake. It was fake. Oh, crap. Got her because it was got funny. her. It was funny. It was funny. And it I was, love Dan Marino. And it was Are Jim Kelly? The Dan Marino Jim Kelly? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That was Damn. How did, I, so how did I miss that? You know what? You hush. <laughs> hey, Shirley, I'm fake. <laughs> hey, what am I, Shirley? <laughs> All right. Such Mo- a jackass let's move sometimes. Along. Let's move along quickly. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't real. It would have been funny. It was Marino saying what? You'll definitely get back or something like that. Yeah. And he never did. Jim Kelly and was then, like, wait, how do I see, delete this, this is, tweet? You know how you get me? Because, uh, you know, I'm one of those people on Twitter that I just scroll through a hundred different things and I might read something for half a second and I keep on going. I'm not one of those that investigates whether or not something's true. Well, here's I ain't my, got that kind of time. My legit policy on everything I see on social media. When I see something, I assume it's fake. I So what is it like? innocent until proven guilty i go fake until proven real steven i go shut up 
Steven Igloo. Okay, I need to really stay in my lane. Here's the list. Stan Humphreys, blown out by the Niners. Neil O'Donnell, that's the first time I I learned what throwing the game meant because he kept giving it to Cowboys defensive players uh, in that Super Bowl. Drew Bledsoe against the Packers. Chris Chandler against the Broncos. Steve Ayer McNair against the Rams. Kerry Collins against the Ravens. Rich Gannon against the Bucks, who had five interceptions. Jake Delhomie against the Patriots. Uh, who who was Kerry Collins with? Cats. The Giants? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I said he was the quarterback of the Cardiac Cats. He was. You are correct. That is correct, ma'am. Donovan McNabb puking during the game against the Patriots. Matt Hasseljack against the Steelers. We're going to score first. Not. <laughs> we want the ball because we're going to score first. Sexy Rex Grossman uh, against the Colts. Colin Kaepernick against the Ravens. Camuel Newton Camuel, against really? the Broncos. Matt Ryan against the Patriots. They had a big lead in that game, right? 28 to 3 to be exact. Jared brother. Goff against the Patriots. Jimmy Garoppolo against the Chiefs. So that is 16. Wow. Well, that would be, yeah, and Burroughs 17. Jimmy G, Jared Goff, Matt Ryan, maybe Cam technically still have time to make it to another one as a starter, but the odds are pretty slim on that. Very. And uh, so my Joe Burrow hot take I, is looking good. And it, it, it is looking good, and it can possibly be true because even next year and I know he's got years ahead of him but the AFC it's going to be hard to get back next year in the AFC when you have Patrick Mahomes and the in the Chiefs you got the Bills who, who are, are and those are the two favorites Chandler as right now to win the Super Bowl next year wow so it, it's going to be tough but uh they're really going to have to address the, uh, the O-line because they got weapons obviously with Burrow and Chase but you, got, you think about T Higgins who could have had two touchdowns in the Super Bowl if he didn't drop that one on the on the second the first drive um so uh they got higgins they got boyd and of, of course they got mixed in the backfield so they can make it back it's just going to be a tough road i agree i mean I, you could make a case getting into hot take territory where they don't make the playoffs next year Ooh, yeah what i if, like that what if lamar and the ravens somebody turn on the air conditioning lamar and the ravens are back patriots are good herbert and the chargers take a step the Broncos get a veteran quarterback with what they have. I mean, you could, you know, the Dolphins with their new coach. And I don't know. I, I could just see I, the Bengals. I don't. It was a great story this year. And I think they are going to be pretty good. But I don't know. I'm not writing them into another Super Bowl for years to come. And, of course, the pressure is going to be there to try to get back. And that's always tough to go against. Yeah, too. and isn't there something about the Super Bowl loser who like struggles the next year or something? Just ask the Carolina Panthers, who went six and ten the next year there you go. after going undefeated or not undefeated, but losing only one regular season game. Who'd y'all lose to that year? In the regular season, the Falcons. Uh, uh, late in the year, right? What were you like fifteen and zero? Literally week sixteen. It yeah. was it was the uh, it was the week before the final regular season game gotcha all right let's take a break we'll come back hour three pirate radio live bryce williams joins us we'll have our giveaway open up the booty bag and more when we return on this wednesday edition we're back with you after this 
Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with kinetic physical therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, The Kinetic Physical Therapy can help you get back on track and live well. Kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical, occupational, speech, and massage therapy, all in a state-of-the-art facility on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Visit KineticPTGreenville.com for more information. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, Hour 3, Pirate Radio Live. We'll make you a winner. Open up the booty bag later on this hour. we got Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, CJ Schaefer producing, and Bryce Williams joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios just in time. Just in time. Right on time. Chandler did say, though, he was about to get hit with the FTA. Yeah. A failure to appear. But you did appear, Bryce, and uh, we are speaking in those terms because <laughs> earlier this week, Ellerby uh, said he had jury duty. And he took a picture of another potential juror, which is probably against the law. We could probably send Uh-oh. Ellery to jail for this. Uh-oh. But uh, one Bryce Williams was there as well. <laughs> I to, was to do my civil duty. That's right. Have you ever uh, done jury duty? That, you know, that was the first time um, I had to do that. Um, thankfully, I obviously, you know, I would have actually, a part of me was like, yeah, you know, I've been curious to maybe have my input, see some uh, Pitt County drama. Yeah, you know, see what's going on. Um, Pitt County justice, you know, behind the, <laughs> behind the scenes of everyday life. Um, but yeah, I was I was not chosen initially, and then when I called back yesterday evening. They said, "My uh, thank you for your service, mm-hmm. but your service is no longer needed." All right, so you're out. Uh, out. Uh, so I guess when you turn eighteen. I think so. 18 and driver's license, voter ID, you know, voter registration is how they... So they said... Because I was curious, how do you get picked? And Anna's been picked literally, I think, three... To, at least three times in the past, like, year, year and a half. Wow. And uh, what the lady explained, what they do, you know, since you have your driver's license, and now that, I, you know, I'm an official Pitt County resident, because I just changed my license this summer, fall, whatever it was to uh, my Winterville address and what they do they have some automated system and it draws like she said like twenty to 30,000 names and they pick from that for about two years okay and um, ironically that was uh, I was one of the lucky numbers so right after I was eligible but I want to say I was more like early 20s maybe but anyway I got picked and I got put on the jury like I went through oh, the wow. questions put on the jury and it was all for naught because we had a hung jury. We couldn't come to a consensus decision. Oh, wow. So we were there like like late into the uh, – not late, but like it feels like after 5, 5.30 or something. And we had a hung jury, and that was it. We were done after that. And then the second time, I was picked, and they were – the lawyer and the DA were throwing me questions, and I guess they didn't like my answers, and they got rid of me. Yeah. <laughs> so did you get to that point of it? No. So they had you know you had your they had like these cards and they pulled you know first they pulled thirty five names to split the jury 
you know, it was like 80 of us, and Ellery was in the other group. And um, so I stayed, you know, I was there for the criminal. And uh, then they're like, all right, let's pick, you know, 12 names. So they picked 12 names. Sure enough, mine didn't get called. Well, then they, like, excused one gentleman, so they had to pick another name. Oh, so you were there seeing that part? I was seeing the all the I knew what the I knew what the case was. knew gotcha. was there for the Q and A, and uh, so they picked. So that guy got excused. So they picked another name. Well, then they did the alt the, the alternate jury juror, and that got excused like three times. So they picked three more names. Uh, I guess four total names, and I was like, goodness gracious, we're really narrowing down here. And um, you know, and I didn't get picked, and I probably would have said like. Do you have an issue being an alternate juror? Part of me been like, yeah, I'd rather have like my say. If I, you know, in a way, I was gonna say I'd rather have a say so in this instead of just wasting my time. Yeah, yeah. Um, they probably would have got rid of you. If yeah, you said that. You know, I was gonna say either that or add some, you know, have news law, uh, law enforcement and things like that. But um, it was kind of funny the questions they asked. Yeah, I mean, some of them seems relative, but like irrelevant to like the case. But I'm like the other ones were so pointless. You know, what do you do? How long have you been doing that? What do your kids do? And it was just like, <laughs> I could see in some form that would be relevant, but then some of them, like the the uh, defense attorney was asking, it was like, are you just trying to like fill the gap or something? Because some of the questions he was asking was so pointless. Yeah. And uh, I could see why he was a defense attorney, by the way, <laughs> with the questions he asked. So um, I was saying this Monday, I got so upset while I was on the jury at the defense attorney a a public defender i would imagine because i was like dude why are you not why are you focusing on this all you gotta do is do this yeah and your guy will probably get off Uh and i just wanted to like yell at him but i had to sit there and uh and take it i guess but like you said there is part of it that is fascinating you're in a an actual episode of law and order oh yeah and it's uh, it's it's pretty neat when you think about it that way. Yeah, because you know, like you go through your everyday life not thinking about, it, and then you're like, hey, you know, you know, serve for ju- you know for um, jury duty, and you're in there, and you're you're sitting in the same room as the um, I guess the defendant. Yeah, and uh, you're kind of like trying to get a read on. Dang, like what's going on here? You know, <laughs> so um, I would have, you know, if I had nothing going on, um, right? You know, I think it would have been interesting to sit in on the case and guilty you know not guilty and yada 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 so yeah that um, jury deliberations you're in a room with everybody oh, yeah. and you got to go guilty or not guilty and then explain why and i can't remember the exact number of ours it wasn't six six it might have been like eight four or seven uh-huh. five, but like i just did you say guilty or not guilty i said not guilty because oh, they wow. didn't uh they didn't prove it like the thing they're talking about yours now it's like this was like 15 years yes, ago whatever. you're good you the thing that got me so they it was something like they there was a robbery on like a friday evening and then saturday they were going down the road and saw a guy that they thought was the same guy and then they did a uh, police sketch of the guy they saw on that Saturday. And my thing with the 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 lawyer never said, "Okay, you're you're doing a police sketch of this guy you saw Saturday. What about the guy that robbed you on Friday?" It had nothing yeah. like you could totally separate those two, and that mm. really frustrated the heck out of yeah. me. But they just I didn't want to send a guy to jail. He 
couldn't prove actually right because so. without uh what they say reasonable doubt yeah so I don't clearly know. there was doubt there was some doubt in my <laughs> mind and i uh, it, whatever uh there it is uh, bryce we were kind of we were joking on you a little bit because <laughs> you come in here football season you know i'm going to ask you a prediction but every time i ask you you're like yeah, yeah, like I just gave you the SAT. Yeah. yeah. Well, dang, this is a tough one here. You got ECU. What time? Where's the game? Like, I would love to hear you answer questions from the DA oh, yeah. and the lawyer. Because you give your, you want to give your honest answer. Right. Oh, but yeah. it might take you a while to get there. For sure. Um, and I was sort of thinking, like, well, you know, what would, how would I respond to that? You know, obviously they would ask me what I did. And I think, you know, which I guess I can't talk about it. Yeah, maybe I can. Maybe next week. Maybe next Wednesday. Yeah, I don't want you to get in trouble. And uh, I'll thinking some answers. But you know what was real funny is how many people do not, I guess, are so, um, I guess, quiet. I would like to think of a better term. But, you know, when they're asking the questions, um, you know, you're in the courtroom and, like, how many times the judge and the lawyers had to tell these people, uh, can you speak up? Like, how many people just don't speak loud? I was like, well, that'd be one thing I get, right? You know, um, you're you're out, you're loud. Well, look, I'm pretty comfortable with public speaking, yeah. but when you're in a room with a perhaps a a, a felon, a yeah, uh, and then there's police, and then there's a judge, you get it's a little nervous, right? Like, you know, what if I what if they find something on me? Like, oh, I, yeah. I haven't even done anything, but I'm a little nervous, right? And it was uh, it was funny. <laughs> you know, we were sitting in there. I mean, of course. I, like I said, thank God I didn't get picked. Yeah. But, you know, I got there at 12, had to be there at 1230. Well, of course, we didn't get in court until 12, like 45. And then we had to, like, it's just they were just filling the gap until I guess they were done at lunch for lunch. But, you know, you had, you know, everybody's sort of sitting there on your phone, which I guess you technically can't be on your phone. But um, it was funny, like, whenever the judge came in, it was almost like, all right. You know, like, Act right. Yeah. Hey, get your shoulders up. It's like, here, I'm an innocent man for nothing. I'm just like, oh, God, like, what am I doing? Should I call my attorney? I started raising my hands. I didn't know what to do, you know? And, uh, yeah, should I call my attorney? And uh, it was funny to be like that, you know, then, then the bailiff comes in and. Because like, it gets real. It's like, oh, this is like a real life no situation. Doubt. And uh, it, was, it was definitely something, you know, they say no phones. And, uh, of course, I saw some people on their phone. Yeah. I was looking at LRB. He wasn't quite on his phone in the beginning. Then I saw him jump on. So I was like, well, I guess I'll jump on my phone. Yeah. And then, like, the clerk lady was like, just so y'all know, uh, cell phones are not allowed. I guess it was more so during the case, like during the court session. And he's like, you know, they'll keep it till Friday, potentially. I was like, oh, gosh. You know, like, Take this <laughs> thing off. Yeah. You know, constantly feeling my phone, like thinking, okay, is this thing off? Is it going to buzz? And actually, there was one older lady who, uh, like twice, I don't even know what, it wasn't a ringtone. It was like a a voice. Or it was weird. Like twice behind me, I'm like, are you freaking kidding me, lady? Like, <laughs> at least put it on vibrate, make sure your volume's down. But she was obviously not too too uh, aware I would, of uh, her phone once i'm like old and and like retired don't have anything to do i think being a professional juror would be fun just oh, like yeah. to give me something to do during the day you can do that no uh, <laughs> but, really what? i mean you i mean you talk about knowing knowing what's going on yeah i just want to I, I find the cases uh fascinating some probably boring but for sure uh shirley said that she was dismissed after What'd you say, Shirley? The uh, one of the lawyers 
the defense lawyer was held in contempt. So he did a so no. So he was no. being hauled off to jail, and we were dismissed. <laughs> the defense lawyer. Yeah. yeah. The defense lawyer what ticked the? off the judge because literally we came in the courtroom, they seated us, and they were uh, and and the lawyers were in there. The judge comes in. I, I I don't know if he had stepped out prior, but he came back in and he was visibly angry, and he immediately called the bailiffs uh, up to the bench spoke to them and then he spoke to us and said we needed to step out of the room for a few minutes so they the the bailiffs escorted us out and you know in the courtroom you've got the the if you're up on the second floor you've got the two like little walkways Mm -hmm. we were on one walkway and i happened to see him i just didn't realize it was that defense attorney being escorted on the walkway on the opposite side and i saw him being escorted out by a sheriff's deputy but i didn't know it was him at the time um, until later, because the sheriff's deputy that escorted <clears throat> out escorted that attorney out was a friend of mine, and yeah. that's how I found out that uh, he was held in contempt. He gone. I wonder what he did. Yeah. I don't know. He said something and ticked off the judge. You're judge out said, of order. That's, that's en- it. You're gonna spend some time in the slammer. Jeez, I do enjoy like on YouTube, like they show, uh, you know, so and so insults the. You know, it's oh, right. the judge or look at this guy. And it's actually pretty interesting. And they tack on like another year oh, or yeah. another six months uh, or whatever. It was See, pretty here's, interesting. Here's my problem. If they put me on the, like, I, I don't look at it from a juror standpoint. I'd hate to be a, have to be a witness in something and oh, they call yeah. you up because I know me, if I was going to get cross-examined like some of these lawyers do on television, I would have wanted to come out of my chair and say, look, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I'd, I'd, I'd probably be a horrible witness being cro- cross-examined. And then the judge could tell you to just answer the question or you'll be held in contempt yeah, and they'll haul you out. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's like, I was like, I hope I don't ever have to be in a situation where I have to be called as a witness because I don't think I could handle a cross-examination because I'd, I'd want to hurt somebody, I think. All right, there's Bryce's jury duty tale. And I remember taking it pretty serious like while I was on the case because this went into maybe Wednesday or Thursday. And like my girlfriend at the time would be like, so what is it about? And I'd be like, I can't talk about it. I, I'm sorry. I just, yeah, I can't tell you. Oh, I, I and tried to pry on me. And you didn't. You didn't no, say. I'm like, I'm way not to go, Bryce. Nothing. I like that. See, we we are good, good Americans, you good right? citizens. Now next week, I'll tell her what's going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. When everything's settled, but <laughs> yeah, it was like that. Literally, because we went out to eat, and she was like, "Just tell me, I won't tell." I'm like, "I'm not saying anything." Look, way to go, Bryce. Good man. Yeah, good man. I'm a and, hard clam to open, and then. <laughs> <laughs> he will save that for something uh it'd probably lead to a fight but hey yeah <laughs> you never tell me anything it's, i can't i'm not allowed do you to. want me to go to jail <laughs> <laughs> oh man good stuff there you go pirate radio indoors with bryce williams i uh, just saw matt stafford and the rams celebrating let's take a time out we'll come back we'll talk did you watch the super bowl i did all right we'll uh we'll talk a little super bowl and more with Bryce Williams. We'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors later on this hour as well and make you a winner. Still a lot to get to on Pirate Radio Live. We're back after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report for today. The Dow was down 54 points and uh, closed today at 34,934. NASDAQ was down 15 at 14,124. The S&P, however, uh, gained three points and they closed out the day at 4,475. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Clip. All right, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Got Pirate Baseball beginning on Friday, East Carolina and Bryant. First pitch, 4 o'clock, and then Saturday at 2, Sunday at 1 o'clock. If you missed it earlier, the big news today, Carson Wisenhunt, East Carolina ace, expected to go on Friday, has been suspended for the weekend. Uh, violation of team rule, singular, according to Cliff Godwin, but should be available next week when East Carolina takes on North Carolina. It'll be Garrett Saylor pitching on Friday. Saturday, it will be Jake Kuchmaner and then Jake Hunter, the youngster, on Sunday. So uh, hopefully, Bryce, you can make it out to Clark McClare for some baseball sometime this I year. I need to, uh, yeah. I need to uh, make it to a baseball game this year for sure. Fun, um, kind of laid back, but also energetic when the Pirates get rolling. So yeah, because I got a friend. Um, I guess I don't know if I know Richard Wilder, but he says he's been in the yeah. the the jungle for like I don't know twenty years. A long time, however long the jungle has been around. I think he said he's been there. He talks about it, and it would be cool to do. Like I've never you know tailgated for a baseball game. You know, so that'd be a fun time. Um, it's kind of an event where you can tailgate throughout the game, you know? Oh, yeah. You tailgate before, and then if you want to, between innings, head out, tail, do a little more tailgating, come back in. It's like an ongoing I tailgate. I, yeah. need to, I need to put that on the old calendar. Richard Wilder, by the way, one of the he said uh, he enjoys when I talk to you and has no idea what you're saying or talking about. But yeah. he just enjoys it. Yeah. We got good boys. In fact, guys. I don't know if Bryce is even being a hundred percent gen like you could be making up stuff and I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> you might be a giant phony for all I know. Like making up these words. So I don't I don't know. No, nah, it's all truth. Bryce, uh I, I I said your name on Sunday because the Rams had this guy and I still don't remember his name. So they were down to basically their third tight end. Higby was out. Uh, and then Beckham got hurt during the game, so Stafford was throwing to guys that he normally didn't throw to. Mm-hmm. And they, they were going to one tight end. I'm going to pull up his name. I don't even remember. But I remember I go saying, well, who is this guy? And I just said Bryce Williams. <laughs> it was uh, oh, it was Bryson Hopkins, huh. uh, the tight end that had four catches for 47 yards Jeez. in the Rams win over the Bengals. Uh, good finish with the Rams scoring late. Cooper Cup took over that final drive of the game for the Rams. Then it looked like the Bengals might get in field goal range, but they fall short on fourth and one. Uh, what'd you make of the Super Bowl? How'd you enjoy it? Uh, it was good. It was good. It was a good um, close game. You know, I wanted a you know, decent game going on. You know, obviously I was leaning more towards the Bengals just out of my explanations, I guess, Wednesday. Um, you know, having ties, you know, with, you know, having the ECU guy there, um, and then a guy trained with, and just sort of see something different. And, not a huge 
sourness on LA. But you know, rather see you know see the uh, Bengals win it. But uh, yeah. it was a good game. You know, I thought the <clears throat> yeah, I, was, I was thought the you know the the penalty on the linebacker on Cooper Cup in the red zone. I was like, I want you to slow down. You're like, yeah, God, that was soft. Like, really? And then I guess they broke down whoever number 85 was. You know, and I guess when he was going for the ball and had, you know, had grabbed or just, you know, hit um, Jalen Ramsey's face mask. You're like, oh, yeah, T. Higgins. Could that have been, you know, called back? So it was kind of like, well, I can't say that's soft because I don't know. But then I don't know how you really go about judging what T. Higgins did to Jalen. Obviously, that wasn't intentional, I don't think it probably i mean looking at it in slow-mo it's easy to say that should right. be a flag yeah now the so on second down and i guess goal because they were inside the tent i want to say it looked like there could have been a flag called there wasn't then on third and goal they made that call on the linebacker you're mm-hmm. talking about which that was shaky and if that was not a penalty it would have been fourth and long and yeah. you're really down to it there that could have been the game then there was like two more calls after that call that were actual penalties where Cooper Cup just got mugged. Yeah. And a lot of people were upset at the refs at that point saying, well, now they're just giving him the game. Well, those were actual fly- Those were actual penalties. Yeah. I still don't know. I, I don't think the one on that linebacker was a penalty. So yeah, the Rams did get bailed out. But like you said, like the T, if that, the Rams are leading, what, 13 to 10. When T. Higgins catches that bomb, yeah. if they call that, it's first and oh, yeah. 25, yeah. and the Bengals probably don't score that drive. So, right. I don't know. That, it, yeah, they say, oh, it was, you know, given to them, but it's, it's honestly, it, it's full, you know, it's sports and calls made, calls missed. It could have gone both ways for, um, you know, each team as far as, you know, penalties are getting called to make a, you know, change, sort of change the outcome of the game. So, you know, Rams won. Um, it was kind of, you know, well, I was going to say the ending was kind of like, well, dadgummit, you know, I wanted maybe something, but, you know, for the sack on fourth and one or whatever, Baron Donald was pretty cool and, you know, just sort of shows the playmaker he is. And then I saw a clip of uh, McVay, you know, saying, you know, Don, you know Aaron's going to make a oh, yeah. play. I'm yeah. like, dang, that's crazy. He called that. and. All those plays, too, on that Bengals final drive, Von Miller blew past his guy and burrowed through it just in time. Like, he was – it looked like they injected him with some freak superhero stuff before that drive because he was on Burrow immediately. Mm -hmm. And credit to Burrow for getting those passes out. I was like, how the – like, all of a sudden, I feel like they were getting – like, the defense was getting on, you know, the quarterback so quick. Um, on that last show, I said, wait, why is this just now seeming like everything's getting real rushed or that? But yeah. What changed as far as, I don't know. It, it, I, know I did notice, I'm like, daggum. Uh, Bryce Cooper Cup. Well, first of all, he had like five catches for 60-some yards going into that last drive. And I want to say he had three for, we'll call it around 30-some, just on that final drive alone, including the touchdown. He had a good year, right? How about he had the greatest year ever for receiver? That's insane. If you combine his regular season and playoffs, he had 2,425 receiving yards. God. That, that is the most all-time. In fact, it's uh, uh, almost, it's uh, let's see, about 250 more yards than Larry Fitzgerald in 2008. 
so he had the best all-time receiving season when you calculate all the numbers he put up and Mm. the Bengals credit to them i mean they did a good job when beckham went out of the game and you're already without higby and i didn't think about it it was brought up at the super bowl party robert woods might have been their number one guy before he got hurt earlier this year so stafford was not throwing to his uh his best buddies out there Bengals did a good job on cup but that last drive I guess great players step up when they have to, oh, and, no and Stafford to Cup was the the thing. Yeah, it was it was you know and Cooper Cup. Um, obviously, he came in that they you know it was when I was at the Rams and McVay came in that coming following spring. You know, that's the year he was there. So um, I first was like what East was he Eastern Washington? Yep, is that right? And I was yep. like, what in the world? You know, you kind of like you know the big big sky or Mountain West, whatever one it is, yeah. but. Uh, you know, man, Cooper Cup over the, obviously the past what four or five years, um, I admire the way he plays. You know, he's obviously, you know, an extreme, uh, extremely awesome player, and um, but he's like humble. Like he's it's literally just like every time he makes a big play, he just yeah, you know, just is so nonchalant yep. and everything. And then um, you know, obviously it was cool to see him say how he visualized. Um, you know, after the, I guess it was last year or whatever, whatever, whichever one it was, like visualizing winning a Super Bowl and everything, and obviously for that to come true. And um, I think he's, you know, obviously an outstanding guy from what I've seen. Um, and obviously I admire the, the humbleness of Cooper Cup. I wonder how many Rams were there. Well, Wood started with the Bills, so I don't know if he was there when you were there. Yeah, he was there. Okay. Um, I wonder how many yeah, Rams yeah, on there. this team. So you said Higby was there, right? Yeah, Higby, Havenstein, um, Wentworth was Wentworth, he there? He was, he was there uh, that following, you know, that next year. He was a Bengal and a Ram, right? He was a Bengal so. before, but he uh, is the oldest player to ever play offensive line. How about a forty-year-old played in the Super Bowl? That's yeah. awesome. Oh yeah, he was there. There was a quite a. I think I'm trying. It'd be neat to. I'm pretty sure Aaron Donald was there. Obviously, um, Hecker, Johnny Hecker was there. Uh, Hecker, the what is he? Connor. Connor. Yeah. Yeah, he's been there. He'll probably end his career there if I had to take a wild guess. Um, that might be everything. Everybody that I've really. Uh, yeah. No, nobody else looks. Uh, oh, yeah. So they've done a lot to turn over this yeah. roster and. Uh, Kind of two teams built in different ways. The Bengals built through the draft with Mixon and Higgins and Boyd, and then they brought in Chase and Burrow. Mm-hmm. And the Rams, yeah, they drafted Cup. They drafted Donald, so mm-hmm. credit to that. But to bring in Von Miller, Beckham, yeah, uh, those ty- types of guys, uh, that got them over the top. I mean, that last drive is why they brought in a guy like Von Miller. To yeah. You're up. Kind of like a closer in baseball. You're up. Go get the quarterback. Put some pressure on him. Get some heat. And uh, two Super Bowls now for uh, Von oh, yeah. Miller. Because he was the Broncos. He was the MVP against the uh, against Cam and the Panthers when he was on the Broncos for that Super hey, Bowl. Hey, now was that long ago? Right, it was well, the 2015 was season, Chandler. Oh, 2015. Chandler remembers it well if you have any questions about it. <laughs> <laughs> He'd love to answer <laughs> Yeah, Bryce, what do you got? <laughs> you want to know who is the only touchdown score for the Panthers in that game? Jonathan Stewart. Hmm. The Panthers' all-time leading rusher? That's him. Jonathan Stewart. 
there you go man oh man all right bryce let's uh we got to get some pirate radio outdoors you've been indoors a lot with jury duty we'll see if you've been able to get any hunting and fishing in uh but shirley Rhodes, let's make somebody a winner right now Mm. hello caught her off guard the number you should be dialing right now Shirley what do you want to give away today I got a sweet prize pack for you today sweet in honor of uh, ECU kicking off their baseball season this weekend I have got four tickets to Saturday's baseball game a Farm Bureau hat and a Farm Bureau shirt, courtesy of Brandon Manning. Wow. And a Domino's pizza. So there is your prize pack former, for today. Former Pirate baseballer. Yep. Brandon Manning. Good stuff. All Caller right, number 12 walks away with the prize pack. you got to be able to come and pick the prize pack up here at the station. So you have to be available to pick it up. Uh, Thursday or Friday. Thursday or Friday, yeah. yes. Correct. All right, there you go. Uh, who will our winner be? We'll find out after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Congratulations to J.R. Robertson of Haymarket, Virginia. Won our Pirate Radio prize pack courtesy uh, Brandon Manning and Farm Bureau. He walked away with four tickets to Saturday's ECU uh, baseball game. He also gets a Farm Bureau hat and shirt and a Domino's pizza. Now is the perfect time for a review of your home, auto, and life insurance with a trusted and experienced agent. Call ECU grad Brandon Manning with Farm Bureau Insurance at 531-1812. Brandon's clients always have his cell phone number and is available before or after business hours. Call Brandon today at 531-1812 to schedule a review and get a free quote. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Clip. All right. Good old JR. JR Robertson. That is correct. Sounds like a uh, a shooting guard. JR Robertson. I'd let my him. first my first uh, thought was when he said, I said, uh, you're my winner. What's your name? JR. Who shot you? <laughs> that you could go that route. I, that's that I'm dating myself by saying that. Dallas? Yep. Yeah. Who shot JR? Um Josh says, dang clip. You mean to tell me Bryce has never been to the jungle? Tell him Crap. to get, get his tail out there and we'll have a cold one waiting on him. That is one thing, Bryce. When you walk through the uh jungle, you'll be offered uh, a lot of food, probably quite a few beers, maybe mm. a water. So uh I wouldn't, you know, maybe get you a little cooler yourself, yeah. a little personal. But uh, you'll be taken care of out there. Well, that'd be great. A lot of friendly folks. That is that sounds like a good time to me. Food, beer, and friends. There you go. You know, three things you really need in life. Uh huh. Robert said, "Did P Ryan give up on the pass?" So he's talking about the final play of the game where Burrow's being slung around and he throws it up there. I don't know. I haven't dissected that one. I have heard people say that that could have maybe made a better effort at it. The question is, is where was Joe Mixon in that situation? Yeah, why, why, he, why are we saying Piron's name? He's a great pass catcher out yeah. of the backfield. So, and before that play on the third down, they handed it off to Piron. 
and Aaron Donald uh, pulled him back. So I know the answer to this question, actually. Well, let's hear it. Um, because someone asked Zach Taylor that question, and he said that they were late getting the call in, and he did not have an opportunity to pull Piron before that play was executed. That's why he was still in. So they probably prefer Piron as the short yardage running back if they're going to run the ball. But if they're going to throw and call a pass play, you won't mix mm, it in yep. there. But back-to-back plays, Aaron Donald gets the stuff and pulls Piron back to force a fourth down mm. and then puts the pressure on Joe Burrow and forces him to throw an incomplete pass. And the Rams are Super Bowl champs. <laughs> Listen to this guy, radio that, professional. That sounded wonderful. So it wasn't a Thurman Thomas situation uh, back when Washington had a good football team and uh, before Chandler was born. What year were you born, Brooks? 93. Oh, dear. You weren't born yet either. Um, <laughs> the Redskins and Bills played in the Super Bowl. Thurman Thomas, before the game, lost what? And I believe he missed a play. On the opening drive because he couldn't find his what? His helmet? All right. Chandler says helmet. What do you say, Bryce? Couldn't find his pants. <laughs> he was That's out an there issue. with his legs. Pants. Uh, Where's my pants at? I, guess, I mean, helmet's pretty good. You know, I'm going to go off the wall and say he couldn't find uh, his shoe. Oh, okay. His cleats? Yeah, Cleat. okay. Cleat, pants, helmet. Show me helmet. Ding ding, 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 ding. Couldn't find his helmet, Bryce. Couldn't go in the game. Wow. Got to know where the, uh, your That's stuff is. That's your protective wear. You ever have any issues there? Not having your gear right? Couldn't go in a game? Mm, nope. Never had it right. I've, I've played a few str- plays with my no, strap uh, unbuckling uh, and all that. What did you lose in, uh, in Blacksburg whenever you did? Why do you always bring that up? <laughs> uh, let's see. His, I, his mind? I lost uh, <laughs> my mind. Yeah. Your head? <laughs> Yes, lost my mind. <laughs> he was too busy celebrating. Uh, no, yeah, you, you had a great uh, touchdown catch in the back <laughs> of the end zone. I'm, I'd probably be the same way. I'd probably be like, "Oh crap!" Oh god! Right if there. I ever scored, I would get flagged, probably suspended, cut from the team. I don't know what I'd do. Oh good, I'd lose my brain. <laughs> That's for sure. Flip off the daggum student section. <laughs> yeah. Posing student I'd section. have birds going, uh, all kinds of stuff. Turkey tears. Turkey, turkey tears. tears. That's right. All turkey over. tears. <laughs> all right, Bryce. Uh, let's go. Oh, one more Super Bowl question. Are you uh, you into Snoop, Dre, and the like? Um, you a rap guy? I'm not really a rap guy. Um, I think, you know, a few of the, hearing those songs, let's see, to. Um, the 50 cent thing was pretty you know cool I, I, the end of club was yeah i used to jam to that back in golly what was that middle school um that was like early 2000s i guess yeah. and then lose yourself eminem I yeah mean, eminem was that was that. that was good yeah you know I, I think it was the better of the super bowl halftime shows to that that i you know recall what makes watching. a good one just kind of at least knowing the songs right knowing Something. the song who's yeah. playing yeah um is really the big stuff a few times i've been like what like one time i remember fergie was one i think and i thought her voice sounded terrible like i'm like that's what she sounds like live and i don't know that's just i'll talk about the national champion or national champion she the did national the national anthem, anthem for one that was she terrible saying it like the Black Eyed Peas probably did. Yeah, it was probably uh, like under the play. Yeah. I think it might have been the Black Eyed Peas thing. Yeah. And I was like, what in the world? 
But uh, <laughs> what in the world is she doing? I don't yeah. think rap. Uh, <laughs> she sounds so bad. Rap doesn't translate well to live either because yeah. it's a lot of the backing track, and then the guys are uh, like screaming over that. Yep. So, so but it, you yeah. know, here's a few of those throwback songs was yeah. uh, pretty good. I was, ch- I mean, I understood the whole, I guess, white buildings thing. I guess it was supposed to be like downtown LA or like the. Well, that's news to me. I I, I didn't so, get that at all. Supposedly they're like, yeah, it's supposed to be like you know the I guess the hood of L.A. or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, with Dre and Snoop Dogg, I guess Compton. And Compton. Okay. I didn't get that. Like they were that. on top of the buildings. They were. They're on top. So I was like, yeah. well, <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah, I'm curious to see maybe what next. Maybe they'll have some like more like old school rock guys or next know. year the Super Bowl is. You were a part of this organization for at least a minute, I believe. The Cardinals. I was. We'll be hosting next year. Well, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Who's from musicians from uh, Arizona? I'll look that up while Bryce is uh, going over his week of outdoorsmanship, which is not a word. Bryce, what have you been doing outdoors? Well, it was the family, the Williams family ski trip. So, I was I was outdoors out in the, um, up in the mountains. We went to Beach Mountain and um skied for the weekend so it was good we did see some deer however it's not deer season so you know my mind you know it's funny on my mind i guess no it wasn't deer season was just like man that's a beautiful animal you know okay yeah you know you're not in hunt mode i wasn't in hunt mode i was admire admiration admiration (laughs) and um but in other settings you're like man i want to kill that exactly you know and yeah maybe it being in a rule not a rule but like uh you know because we're all in the mountains and it's like the deer are so comfortable literally like we're driving and like there's a little hill and i can like throw a rock at it um so i'd call them civilian deer and uh (laughs) You know, maybe it's just like, yeah, there's no threat to them, so they're not as edgy or witty. So I'm just like, eh, that's a cool seed of deer. Yeah. And um, so, we, but we, you know, saw some deer. Um, it did snow the morning we were leaving, so that was cool. But just, you know, to ski, never skied Beach Mountain before. Um, had a good time with my brother and got to see my niece and niece, my two nieces, my little nephew, um, my brother, and, uh, his wife, mom, and dad, grandma. So uh, we're outdoors, but nothing was caught or shot. Um, but as soon as I leave here, I will be headed east. Oh, so to the water? Or? To the water. All right. So um, for like evening or tomorrow morning? Um, probably tomorrow morning sometime. Okay. I've got to take care of a few things with Jake. So well, take go fishing with Jake at. After I take care of other things before fishing. Okay. Well, you don't have to tell just us everything play. you got going on. I just... Yeah, dude, we're going <laughs> to. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Hogan's goat? Will he be found? Mm. <laughs> little Hogan's Maybe goat? Maybe baby Hogan's goat. Baby yeah, goat. I don't think it's going to be too crazy of a thing. But, okay. yeah, hey, you never know when you head east. When you head when east, you, head folks, east all you never are. know. You just don't know. You ain't going to, yeah, I guess the sun doesn't set in the east. So, I guess when you head to the sunrise. Right? Mm-hmm. Rises in mm-hmm. the east, right? House of the Rising Sun. Yeah. There you go. All right. There we go. Anything else, Bryce? That's it for uh, Power Radio Outdoors? Yeah, unfortunately not. not um, still trying to sell my boat motor, so I guess that's an upgrade to my boat. You know, so I guess I could be part of my outdoors addition. What do you got to list it on? You got it. I got it on Facebook Marketplace. Okay. But Anybody's anyway. interested? 
I got a boat motor for sale. Okay. All right, there you go, Pirate Radio Outdoors. Surely I have a list of the best musicians and artists from uh, Arizona. Let's take a break, and uh, we'll do that when we return. You're our music person. Some of these names you'll find uh, interesting. I'm asking because that's where the Super Bowl is next year. So if they go local, maybe they could bring in some of these acts. Uh, We'll do that when we return and wrap up Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show welcome back did you miss the show on pirate radio well you can listen to all of pirate radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on apple Podcasts, soundcloud or spotify Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you here, wrapping it up with Bryce Williams. Super Bowl 57 will be in Arizona. Shirley, I got uh, musical acts born or raised in Arizona or bands formed in Arizona. Okay. Um, Number one is American Standards, and I've never heard of them can't say that does they do they list like maybe a hit that they have or anything it's like a that? punk hardcore punk band so yeah, yeah. okay number two and i don't i don't go by these rankings but stevie nicks oh yes the goat yes i like stevie not nicks. greatest of all time she sounds like a goat when she sings <laughs> <laughs> wow okay charlie <laughs> <laughs> what? Great song, great artist. Stevie, that I, was actually really good. That was really good. <laughs> That's I'm telling you, I saw you as a Stevie fan. Nope, you're not yeah, a fan. I like I, I mean, I, I like I like some Fleetwood Mac songs, Fleetwood which Mac. she was a part of. Yeah. But her solo, I, I just it sounds too much like a goat. Can you do, can you do right. Lancelot again one more time? <laughs> can you please? It's, it's, uh, <sighs> okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was so good. That was uh, out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> that was a goat or a lamb or something. Oh, I'm gonna have to have uh, Stevie read That's some uh, insults to me. Hey, um, CJ. Bad and CJ, see if there's the papers over there with all the insults that were read. I want, I want Bryce to read one before he gets out of here. I might still have mine from yesterday. Shirley, school's out for summer. Alice Cooper. Yeah, Alice. Oh, yeah, Jimmy Eat World. Now, I wouldn't mind this one because they had some hits. Jimmy Eat World. Yeah. They could uh, yeah, play the middle. the middle. And I like, takes my pain away. Okay, never mind. Oh, yeah. The middle is um, the only one I know. Shirley. I'm trying to think of their song. Dang it. The Gin Blossoms. Jealousy. Hey, Jealousy. Hey, Jealousy. Hey, Jealousy. Hey, Jealousy. Linda Ronstadt was, yes. was in what? Linda Ronstadt, she's a solo artist, but oh. she probably is probably best known for, do you remember the song, um, I Don't Know Much, But I Know I Love You with Aaron Neville? I don't know much, much but I know, I, know I, I love you. you. So, 
Yeah. Wayne but Newton. Wayne oh, Newton. Ah, yes. Newton. Vegas. Vegas. Very famous. Oh, man. Chester Bennington has Arizona Oh, Tiles. former Rest lead singer peace. of Lincoln Park. Rest yeah. in peace. Uh, uh, there was some other ones. Meat puppets. Meat puppets. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard the name, but I'm not familiar with their music. Uh, Dave Mustaine is from... Uh, Megadeth. Megadeth, okay. And uh, that might be... Oh, Brett Michaels. Oh. Yeah! Was that Brett Michaels? That's Poison. Yeah. Every rose has, has a its thorn. thorn. That's right. There you go, Bright. That Ain't would nothing be but a good, good time. time. Ain't Ain't a good closer. Yeah. No, no, no. Ain't nothing but a good time. Don't need nothing oh, but a good time. Oh. How can I Isn't this uh, making my way downtown, downtown walking fast? Michelle Branch? Michelle Branch? Is that not her? No, that's Vanessa Carlton you're thinking of. Mm-hmm. Dang. Uh, yeah. Michelle Branch did Michelle uh, Branch? Goodbye to You. Um... And a couple of other songs. Okay. I, I know her because uh, the television show Buffy the Vampire Slayer used a lot of her music in, All right. as soundtrack. Before we go, Bryce, I want you to read this. These are people online and their thoughts on me. Uh-oh. But Brock, Which so wait, I read? Just start with A, fat. Jeez. Yeah, read this paragraph here. A fat, stinky kind of dude that someone thought had a radio voice. Doesn't seem like a real bad guy. Just a bit full of himself and sees himself as a huge radio personality horrible interviewer but much better than North Raleigh's finest Troy my daddy made some money doofus <laughs> <laughs> this is what people say about Bryce, me, that was ugly I would smack what? that man <laughs> hey clip, clip. he's got to read Voss Frost oh yeah well, run more Voss he def looks fat and stinky and is an absolute bozo <laughs> Yeah. Jeez. Man, Bryce. Tough crowd. I tell you what. Tough crowd. Let them say that with me in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Got a big yeah. fella with me now. <laughs> the only time I got kicked out of tiebreakers, I was starting some trouble because I was hanging out with this 6'8", this giant dude. <laughs> so I went up to a guy, and I, I was... This was years ago, folks. You I, were I, on Hogan's. You rode up on Hogan's. I did. I, I gave him a little shove thought my buddy was behind me <laughs> turned around nowhere to be found oh man and got smacked a time or two that's funny uh so if if i do start trouble i'm gonna make sure you're actually around. you know flanking me or something yeah if <laughs> not i'm gonna I'll... flank him i'll be around him <laughs> oh now what you gonna do yeah enjoy it bryce thank y'all for having me shirley have a safe trip softball shirley out good luck <laughs> we'll see you tuesday Chandler, CJ, see you fine folks Thursday, 3 o'clock for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.